Bless up for tuning in to Project Cheney. Magic happens when you question everything. Conspirituality becomes reality, weirdness is welcomed, and it's okay to change your mind. Big up yourself. Hey, you guys, welcome back to another episode of Project Cheney. As always, I'm Cheney. I almost said, hey, bunnies, are you ready to get PC? It's me. Maybe I'll try another intro next time. But I like the idea of calling you guys bunnies. It's cute. It makes me feel real faggy to say, hey, bunnies. And I think um, you would like calling people that too. So hi, bunnies. (laughs) I am late. I know. And every day that went by, I just kept feeling that the universe kept shoving stuff on my plate. And oddly enough, um, so much stuff that I had on my plate would end up falling through. And it was a real Mercury retrograde of it all. I almost didn't give any respect to Mercury retrograde and... I do believe today is our first day without Mercury dragging us back. So happy no Mercury retrograde. I usually never pay that much uh, weight to anything like that. But we are in this place now where weight is in really weird places. I guess it's only been 365 days since I put weight there. I'm at the full Ouroboros of my existence. I can now look back and listen to or watch myself go through my spiritual awakening. And it's almost like exactly a year ago, a little over that now. I think it started in October, maybe the end of September. And um, some of the relationships with people that I have and how far uh, they've come, our friendships over the period of just 365 days and being able to look back and hear some of those conversations uh, or see our faces um, like maybe become friends and uh, yeah I don't know if you guys have the same thing too it's probably like Facebook being like here's your memory from a year ago and uh, they're probably forcing you to have whatever memory they want you to have from a year ago but I have distinct moments where I remember having conversations with people or them sharing a specific idea with me or just feeling energy through a Zoom screen and being like, oh my gosh, is this real? And some of the people, you know, I've brought into you guys, is that a brought in? That feels like a weird word. I have sat down with and introduced you guys to and some of the people you still haven't met yet. I can't believe how much time's passed since I've started this show from uh, interviewing my Maria on April 1st to my release being 420 to now we're all the way in November. Feels crazy to me. If you're an Anon, this is 11-4 day. This is a big Podesta day. I don't know if anything's going down or not. It does seem like yesterday... 
on the big 11-3 day, we did have an arrest of uh, Igor, blah, 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 whatever his name was, from the Clinton Foundation. And um, we've been watching Huma all over. And we've been hearing about the Steele dossier and... Biden's Build Back Better did not go through in time for the G20 summit and the Pope canceled the televised uh, visit with the two of them and Biden shit his pants about it and the Queen well I don't like to tell you guys this about my magic but I killed the Queen I didn't kill the Queen alone that would be egoic for fun we killed the Queen as some of our first magic like you have to, um, when you need a big, powerful spell, like Nasara Jasara, I don't remember what spell it was and I can't tell you too much, but if you have one of these big, huge things like transmuting vaccines, you need a big, huge energy to sacrifice. And so one of those nights, there was no sacrifice better than the queen of England and I, I, you know, like the chicken or the egg, like what came first, the chicken or the egg? Like who did we kill first? Was it the queen of England or Betty White? So I always just mix them together. And some of you just clutched your pearls because you're like, did she just talk about my favorite golden girl in the same breath as the queen of England? Did she just tell me her and her coven sacrificed Betty White? Is that what I just heard correctly? Yeah, that's what you heard. Don't go telling Betty White. I don't want to get sued. <laughs> I really don't care. I take responsibility. Um, nothing's for free in Hollywood and nobody makes it that long in Hollywood without doing some pretty wretched stuff. And uh, she's like a mayor of Hollywood, you guys. You need to look into Betty White. Separately, let's go back to the Queen of England, <laughs> who looks like the Bush side of the family. <clears throat> when you look into Prescott and uh, even George as he got old, they really do look like the queen. I don't believe she's the right player to the throne. I believe uh, she's of German descent, the Mount Bountains. Uh, it's really interesting. If you look into her father, he was never even supposed to be the king. And then she becomes the queen. Prince Philip never becomes the king. He actually, on their wedding day, he has to take a knee to his wife. It's very interesting energetically whatever goes on. Some people think that the Queen of England, uh, Queen Elizabeth, is actually a reincarnation of the first Queen Elizabeth. I don't want to go too deep into that, but I do have an episode that I plan on getting out. It's not going to be on this episode, but I, I am trying to give myself a goal of just sitting in this chair until uh, I get you guys out everything I want to talk to you about. I missed you guys. I feel a little manic. I'm uh, Carrie from Homeland. <laughs> That's always my reference when I have my threads and my highlighters and my books and pictures and memes and gifs and jiffies. Giffies? I don't know. Is that a Mandela effect? <laughs> Jiffy peanut butter. Uh, my train of thought is off the walls. A friend of mine actually gave me a red pill. I debated on taking this red pill and then doing a show. 
I might take it during this show and then record my next show on the red pill. But I'm kind of red pill feeling right now. This red pill that my friend gave me is like a sativa, um, really condensed uh, strand of legal herbal substances. Anywho, anywho, uh, Queen of England. So this bitch is probably dead already. They say she's in the hospital, so she canceled her meeting with Biden. Um, the European press, the UK press came out really quickly and was like, no, 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 she's not sick. She's been driving her car around her uh, Windsor property, Windsor estate, which you know how many people just get in their car at 197 years old and decide to take a scroll or a stroll, uh, an e. What do you call a, <laughs> a stroll? I got to get my train of thought back together. I'm going to leave this. I'm not editing it. I can't delete any more of these. And that's what it, I didn't have any um, imposter syndrome, but I did have moments of just talking about such random shit that I didn't even know if I needed to tell you guys about that. I just deleted it. Anyways, I'm not going to go back to the queen of England again. Apparently the universe does not want me talking about that lizard anymore. I will probably talk about her a lot more on the next show. I haven't even opened my notes. This is probably part of the problem. <laughs> I do have my gummy bears in front of me. I probably should have a gummy bear and get my train of thought back on. Oh, so I went down to Miami. That was the first week that I was gone. And I hung out with internet friends in real life. Some of them you guys might know. Some of them you probably don't yet. One of my favorite witches had a beautiful baby girl. And she's all safe into the world and has her two little beautiful feet on American soil. And that is great news. She hasn't been jabbed. She doesn't have synthetic DNA in her. That's a win in my book. So I got to go see her right before she gave birth. And she was actually due on my birthday. And uh, she ended up coming early. And she was a Hollow's Eve baby. And that's real witchy in my book. I like it. It transmutes. So you guys, um, if you want to send energy out into the air, send good energy to baby kitties. It will be appreciated. Um, I also hung out with RPB, Red Pill Babe. If you guys don't know who Red Pill Babe is, you have to check out her stuff. She's on Instagram. I think she's on Twitter too. She does a lot of lives on Instagram. She always puts her money where her mouth is. She show, shows up at school board meetings and city councils. Um, she does stuff with like take naps and wake up with Linda. But I just love her. She's a Cuban-American rad chick. And I'm going to have her on the show. We actually have it scheduled. And if you've been part of the Project Cheney saga for as long as I've been around, 
you know <laughs> nobody has stood me up like motherfucking red pill, babe. But we're kosher about it. And we actually hung out in real life. And so there was something uh, different about that. It was like um, most of my friends become friends kind of on the podcast realm first. And then we, um, you know, build a real friendship off air. But um, RPB, we kind of built our friendship off air. And I'm hoping you guys get to meet her too. Because she talks a lot of political stuff. But she's also super spiritual and real fun. And I had a super fun tarot reading from her and that's probably way off her norm but I would love to have her on here and do a tarot reading for me here you guys might like it it's funny she cracks me up anyway so I met an internet friend in real life and um soon after that uh my friend had her baby me and my wife celebrated our anniversary and uh, I dressed up as a werewolf and she was Red Riding Hood and we went to a Halloween party and I danced and maybe drank and maybe was hung over the next day. So I did have plans on podcasting that day, but my energy was uh, low vibey and headachey, low vibey and headachey. But you know what I'm going to do right now? I'm going to open up. Oh, you know what, you guys? I'm sure I wrote it on here too. But I ha do hang out impromptuly sometimes with the weaving spiders. If I haven't said it before, and I'm going to have those guys on here so you can meet them all separately like I like to do. But I do really enjoy going and hanging out with them. You should totally click to subscribe to them on YouTube. Uh, I can't say enough good things. It's super funny. If you're into Dune, they uh, just did a really like over five hour podcast and really got in depth and like broke down the philosophies and uh, mirrorings of Dune and now reality. So I totally think you should go and check out... Um, Weaving Spiders. And I was actually on Weaving Spiders recently with Legs from False Reality Check Podcast, who I'm hanging out with today on this episode. And so um, you can meet another one of my internet friends and you should check out her podcast too. And her and her husband, Buffalo, they are just, you know, it was kind of funny because the weaving spiders were teasing them a little bit that there used to be that Saturday Night Live skit that it's like, hi, do you like my salty balls? I don't know what it is, you guys. Right when I said salty balls, some of you know what I was talking about. Otherwise, look it up and put SNL salty balls and watch that skit. Oddly enough, with the Alec Baldwin of it all and the Rust movie of it all and the shooting of it all, um... Yeah, uh, Weaving Spiders compared their voice and tone kind of to that. And it's tongue-in-cheek, but they have a very nice, pleasant vibe about them. They don't feel like... Elementally, as far as podcasts, though, they're a very grounding podcast. And they'd probably be one of those podcasts 
um, that the way they break apart things and share ideas and are kind of mellow with their guests. It's a nice space for you to be introduced uh, to a different side of people. They have a really nice way of um, people letting their guard down around them. They feel like very comfortable people to be around. And uh, I was talking to Megan from Trusilla about it and she was pointing out how cute it was when legs would talk, how Buffalo would just look at her with so much love and admiration. And you'll be able to tell in this interview how much love she has for him too. And it's really cute that they are a couple and it doesn't feel at all competitive. It just feels very honoring and nurturing. And they both feel also to me like divinely masculine and divinely feminine and that's special. Anyways, I'm going to talk more about that in a minute. <clears throat> Let me look into some of these notes and see what I wanted to get into today. I had written on here that I wanted to talk to you guys about a Rommel death. I do want to tell you to look into that. Um, it's R-O-M-M-E-L. And there was like a military guy that um, I've said it before a few times. I actually will give credit to uh, Living With Me podcast, which I don't know if it's around anymore, but if you can find it, it's short and fun and total Church of Hollywood um, digs and you'll like it. But Cheryl from that podcast taught me about a Rommel death, which is like a, a, a term I would refer to frequently, but I could never remember the name of it. And it was like a military officer that, you know, you're, let's say you're tried for treason. You know how I am with very loose facts. And that's why I tell you guys to do your own research because you'll be able to keep it together better than I can in a conversation. Uh, let's just say he was tried for like treason or something, but instead of ruining his family name, uh, they say, take the cyanide tablet and we'll say you died of suicide. But you and I both know that you're tried of these crimes, but as far as the public is concerned, they're never going to know about it. And they say that sometimes if certain war crimes are committed or sexual crimes or th it, it can't ruin a whole family legacy. Sometimes it would be uh, crushing to like, let's say for real, you found out like the queen of England was eating babies and that's not a surprise for any of us, but let's say normal people found out about this. Their heads would explode. Their foundation of their entire being of everything that so many m millions of people think would uh, deteriorate beneath their feet, maybe too quickly uh, for their sanity to hold. And so sometimes if there's a polarizing enough figure, a Rommel death might be done instead, where they're still dead behind the scenes or they still do something like get coronavirus or accidentally kill someone on a movie set. But as far as behind the scenes is concerned, uh, maybe they're tried for something entirely different. So I think Rommel deaths work in different kinds of levels, not just you off yourself. Sometimes it could be like you're arrested or you put yourself 
um, as a criminal somewhere, knowing that you're not just so you save face of your name and for your family and blah. Who knows if it's true or not, but you guys should look up the term. Um, that is not even the first thing I wanted to talk about today. Let's go through this list. Let's see how messy this train of thought can get. <clears throat> okay. Uh, uh, uh. Yeah, the illusion. I have illusion versus reality written down. And really, just to me, it's like this: these famous people, like they put out in front of us, that there are sex or our religion or our race or our from our part of the country, and they're meant to be these like lures for us to cling on to. Like, oh, I relate to Roseanne. I'm a housewife from Indiana, and her politics really matter to me. So everything Roseanne says, I'm going to go with. I like how that got more country as I talked. And I like that my example was Roseanne of all things. But I think they do the same thing with like, Nicki Minaj represents the type of woman I am. I'm a bad bitch slaying. And so Nicki's politics dictate directly toward me. Or like me, I'm like, oh, I love Ellen. <laughs> so they're like, oh, we better put fucking puppy commercials on this and whatever because this dictates to this type of lesbian. And then everything Ellen thinks, I think. I think this is all part of the illusion. Like so much of the things we think we like and our style and our music and who we are is really just because of our MK Ultra programming. And um, I think the being woke and the becoming sentient thing is just realizing the layers of your own programming that are on yourself and trying to figure out where it came from. I mean, it could be simple from the shoes you wear to uh, the time of day you eat breakfast to your favorite color to the word you call your parents. I know these all seem like crazy thoughts, but I think everything's kind of an illusion and they give you like this character, uh, human vibration would call it a template. Like there's only eight shapes, eight different shapes to a human face. Or there's that Shakespearean thing that there's only a certain amount of stories that can be written. Or there's only a certain amount of character types. Or it almost feels sometimes like the matrix has very clear rules and we just don't see them. But uh, yeah, like that template idea of the illusion put out before you of who is supposed to dictate how you think the most. If this makes sense to you, who is the person, actors, actress, singers, bands that you see that was your templates. Like when I look back, I can see Courtney Love. I can see it clear as day. I can see Angelina Jolie and uh, the girl interrupted of it all. Like I can see I'm such a Lilith fair. <laughs> I can see all my programming. And uh yeah, some things that probably are against what 
my character of this movie was supposed to, like I probably wasn't supposed to get into Erica Badu. It doesn't really fit my character arc that I'm a super huge comic book nerd and no one uh, would know that I love Lisa Vanderpump. And I know she probably eats baby faces and that's a weird one, but yeah, those are the things that probably break my matrix. Did I just say that the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills break my matrix? They do though, right? Just finding that out, aren't you a little like, huh? But some of you aren't because I talk about them enough with the Isaac Cappy of it all. That's how I uh, justify to conspiracy theorists that I watch Real Housewives. Do you know Disney kids are on this and Isaac Cappy has been on Vanderpump Rules? <laughs> it's really trash TV, but whatever. Okay, what else? Um, let me finish up the rust shooting real quick, just so I can get this out in the ether. This word rust, because of my precious metals obsession and how I think all roads lead back to conductive precious metals, and that's why they want to sh shoot shitty metals into us, and that's why uh, like silver and gold have been uh, valuable throughout time because they're conductive and they hold spells, and that's why doorknobs are made of metals and blah, 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 and I could go on a train of thought about precious metals Listen back to other shows or other shows I've been on. I'm in love with them. If you want me to go into it deeper or if there's nothing that I've ever said about it or if you think I have uh, or you know a guest that is also a big, huge nerd and could fill in 10,000 more holes of precious metals because of how much I love it, please send them my way. And you can send that to me at projectchaney at gmail.com <laughs> or find me at projectchaney anywhere or Cheney in Wonderland on Instagram. Uh, anyway, what the hell was I talking about? <laughs> Precious metals, rust. So I think this word, for me, Precious metals don't rust. And rust also could go into like a color of blood in the color of the earth. And the color rude, rouge. Britney Spears keeps saying rusty. I don't know. I'm just saying it to you guys to see if you notice it anywhere. And I know Alec Baldwin shot the Russian spy on the, <laughs> the Russian spy, by the way, for those of you who don't know, who was, who grew up in the town where Russian subs are kept that is the same town where the Russian subs were kept on the movie, The Hunt for Red October. All this happened in October. We're talking about the color red, rust of it all again. And uh, that is also a Q Delta thing. So if you are anti-Q and hate that I talk about it, there is just one weird coincidence in the movie Rust. The Hunt for Red October, an uh, actor in the movie um, The Hunt for Red October was Alec Baldwin, who shot the Russian spy lady. And she is, I don't know if she's a Russian spy, you guys. I'm just touting that off because she looks like a Russian spy to me. Uh, but the other weird thing to me that I'm just putting together the connection with right now is Sean Connery 
is also another actor from the movie The Hunt for Red October. And I think he died on the 31st of October as well. So just some coincidences and one probably has nothing to do with the other. Uh, um, so um, it's weird I have Courtney Love written on here because she's posted about Britney Spears and I think Courtney Love is such CIA shill. The push of psychiatry through our country, um, I think, is a psyop. I think it's a whole bunch of weird, bad information and drugs and who knows what kind of experiments and things they were doing to people and hypnotism. And I could get off into a whole bunch of other dark magic about that. But not that all psychiatrists are bad. Yada, yada, yada. Ray, ray, ray. Uh but Courtney Love's parents are both psychiatrists. She is has been an actor since she was a young, young kid. Um, she obviously was involved in the murder of Kurt Cobain. Her album, Live Through This, is one of the greatest albums of all time. Fight me on it. Fight me on it. <laughs> Live Through This is better than any Nirvana album that was ever made. Fight me on it. Anyway, uh, Courtney Love also ends up in Hollywood after Kurt Cobain. She ends up with Edward Norton, which is very strange. Nothing else is ever said about her, but she's still in the periphery. You can look up crazy stuff. She's totally involved in conspiracy, CIA shill, um, kind of obsessed with Courtney Love. Anyway, She's been posting about Britney. If you want to see a really weird performance about probably a whole nother psyop, the Sex Pistols, but uh, Sid and Nancy, Courtney loves in that movie as well. And it's before all the plastic surgery. So if you think Courtney Love is an unattractive woman now, go look at the movie Sid and Nancy and you will be like, whoa. You'll be like, whoa. <laughs> Anyway, uh, I watched the movie 300, which I haven't seen in a little while. And I sure as shit haven't seen it with the eyes I have now. And it was interesting to me, the lepers with the virgins and the lepers coming up. And in a talk with uh, the weaving spiders, they were saying a lot of the times because of leprosy, uh, it gives you this lion-like look on your face. It makes your nose come out and the top of your brow come out. And so they would associate lepers with lions frequently. And we see lion symbology a lot. And they were also attached to mysticism a lot and uh, maybe like a thin veil in the realm. They had a way of talking to ancestors or... Uh, spirit guides or what have you a lot of different cultures believe and I thought that was pretty interesting in that movie Xerxes was super interesting to me the god king idea and I wonder what happened to that I believe the size that they talk about with the elephants, even that they represent in that movie. And I always go back to the writings of Marco Polo, which I highly recommend anyone, even if you cliff notes it. It's just crazy to think like everything else the dude wrote about is true. And some of the stuff he writes about in there from 
dragons to giant size animals is probably also true. And you could see, I don't know, I'm just starting to think that maybe we're being shrunk down <laughs> in a big scale, shrunk down our trees and then us like the chicken or the egg, what came first? Maybe we're all being shrunk down. Um, but Xerxes is like this God King and taking a knee seems to be very symbolic. Just, it doesn't matter. Leonidas, you can have lion, Nidus, Leonidas, leper again. Anyway, um, it doesn't matter. You can have all this land. You can be the ruler of all this stuff. All you have to do is take a knee for me. And, uh, yeah, for some reason I'm having like deja vu. Like I went into this whole goofy talk with you guys already about 300. Um, but maybe I've just geeked out on it a few times since one of my favorite things. I don't care. That's what I just decided that quickly. Did you hear how quickly in my head I decided, I don't care if I've said it. I'm going to say it all again. <laughs> you guys can fast forward. It's the beauty of the technology in our hands. So if you're bored with this, fast forward it. Uh, the other, a few favorite scenes in 300 is one. Can we talk about the greatest villain of all time? Cersei Lannister. The fucking greatest villain of all time. I'll fight you on that too. She's so sexy. She's so powerful. Cersei Lannister. Uh, the buildup of her to be killed by fucking bricks in the arm of a fucking one-armed chode. Ridiculous. Anyways, her character in this movie is a bad bitch. She's a bad bitch to the end, and he tries to fuck her, and then she kills him in front of the whole entire council. That's bad bitch shit. Cersei Lannister, hands up. The other badass scene from this movie is... uh when they run into uh, the other city general heads and they all have their fighters behind them. And one of the dudes is like, Leonidas, you brought us this uh, 300 piddly men. And Leonidas does the whole scene about, you there, what's your profession? And the guy's like, I'm a potter. And he's like, you there, over there, what do you do? And he's like, oh, I'm a blacksmith, whatever. And then he's like, Spartans, what's your profession? And they're like, whoa, oh. I love that shit. I love that shit. You guys should totally watch this again. I need to turn on the light in here. Do, 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 this is light, uh, turning on music. You light up my life. All right, that's as bright as it's going to get. It'll work, though. So, um... Mm -mm -mm. I love the scene about a beautiful death and uh, with all the world's armies stacked against us when Arcane, Ar what is it, Arcania, Arcanian, when he's like with all the world's armies stacked against us, maybe one of them is up to the challenge. Something about it gave me chills for now. Like, dude, the world's armies are stacked against us and we are still here doing this shit. And there is nothing they would love more than us to fall on our own swords. Because if we keep standing together, 
They cannot penetrate us and it's spiritual. I know you can feel it. I know you can feel the spirituality of it. I know you can feel the holding the line and what that means. And it's just as powerful as taking your mask off in the grocery and just as powerful as going to your school board meeting energetically to just stand there and wake up every fucking day and not be taken down by the devil or the demon or the matrix or the government or Joe Biden or your shitty mayor or your shitty job. They might be able to take your employment temporarily, but they cannot take your skills. And you and I both know their army is weaker without you on it. So, I believe a beautiful death will not be at the hands of that fucking vaccine for us. And it's not going to be in an internment camp dragging a tin cup on bars. They know we're all up for the beautiful death and they aren't. They aren't. That's why they want us to kill each other. That's why they want us to kill ourselves. That's why they want us to stick a needle in our arm. Because they are not up for the challenge of giving us a beautiful death. And that's the only way we fucking go out of here. I digress. Back to Xerxes. Xerxes. <laughs> ah, the God King. I told, asked you guys about that. If you stood against many... Oh, yeah, I love that scene, too. A day where few stood against many, and even a god king could bleed. A lot of you out there believe you have a savior who died on a cross for you and have impenetrable faith against any god kings. And some of you out there are powerful fucking witches and wizards and you have no fear and almost grit your teeth at the idea to test your will in front of a God King. Some of you out there have more guns and more muscles and more courage than any fucking God King could have bullheaded men and deformed sex slaves. Even the God Kings can bleed. And somewhere in all of us, I don't think we're scared of bleeding anymore. They have definitely lost that fear over us. Uh, 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 do I have any more? 300 notes. Remember the Spartans. Spartan Spartans. They put that in our church stuff. Or sorry, our sports stuff. Sports church. Same, same. Um, okay. Stay on entertainment track. Let me take my sweater off. It's getting hot in here. So take off. Mm -mm. Okay. In the 300 of it all, and just because it's weird as all get out, the sexy guy who my Maria said that if we went to Westworld together, she would totally um, have sex with him her first day in Westworld. He, Maeve's boyfriend, he is also Xerxes 
the God King. And I just thought that was crazy because he looks so nutso in 300 and so sexy in Westworld, but it's obviously him. And I was like, huh, interesting. Just to go back to that, I remembered the Titans with you. Okay, back to Secession. That's what I wanted to talk to you about. You guys, maybe this show is not for everyone, but the soundtrack of this show is killing me. It is so good. And anyone who really knows me knows that I'm not huge into classical music. Um, I can sometimes get through opera. I like, I can, it doesn't matter what language people are singing and I can feel it. But just of recent with certain kinds of music, I understand it and feel it differently. And classical, I'm kind of starting to get into. This being said, this TV show, Secession, feels like I am watching a Shakespearean. I almost don't even care what they're saying. I'm so into the music behind it and the way that it's shot. It's just theater to me. It's just great theater and long monologues and detailed looks. And it's just so intricate. If you guys are looking for a... It's closer to a homeland type. It It's not an action show. It's definitely monologue-y. So, um, but I love it. I think you should check it out. Mm. I do have a pet peeve that I'm going to tell you about. Y'all... I can't stand when fucking people repeat themselves. It's part of the issue sometimes I think I have with this um, recording is I'm like, did I say this to them already? Did I say this to this guest already? Did I say it to this show I'm on already? Oh my God, I've already said this. I can never say it again. I don't want to be redundant. I don't want to be fucking boring. I don't want to, maybe I project all that onto other people. All this being said, when drunk fucking people repeat themselves to me, you guys, I just want to eat bullets for breakfast. I I can't. I can't. I can't. If you even get to that point with me, I'm one time if you're like, oh, my God, this just happened. And if I say, oh, dude, 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 you just told me that. If I tell you that you just told me that thing and you have to finish it. And there's not somebody new that came to the party that you're like, bitch, Cheney, I'm not telling you. I'm telling that girl. Okay, fine, homie. Finish your story. But if it's me, just me and you, and I'm like, you already told me this once, and you finish anyway, I'm done here. I'm done here, at least for this tonight. Tonight, we're not in the same energetic plane. We're no longer doing that thing. So, yeah, repeating um, combo. Uh, repeating stories. You guys, if you're one of these people, don't bring it to me. I'll hurt your feelings. <laughs> I'll hurt your feelings. You'll be talking to your Courtney Love. You'll be talking to Courtney Love's dad later about the trauma I just instilled on you. Just kidding. I'll be sweet, but I'll be like, take that shit somewhere else. <laughs> okay. I have 
been obsessed with Giants. Totally been on a Giants kick. And I put too much gummy bears in my mouth this time. I am digging Jack and the Beanstalk. I'm like in the Avatar of the David and Goliath, the Hollow Earth, the Titans, Kong vs. Godzilla. Probably going back into it watching 300 and thinking of Clash of the Titans, um, Xerxes, this god king who was a giant, all the huge elephants in that movie. There has to be something there. I know the Plasma Universe kids talk about it all the time. Their theory is as close as any. I also do know pareidolias and our eyes try to make sense of everything and put it in something we understand so we can see the shape of an elephant in a cloud. But I also think some of these rock formations are real alligators, whatever, or trees or what have you. So um, I've been totally nerding out about giants. I probably would like to have somebody on to talk about giants soon. Um, yeah, maybe I need to have a fairy tale person on. I mean, not fairy tales, but talk about all these things that I don't believe in as far as fairy Not that I don't believe in them. Things that I maybe recently am just starting to realize probably existed. And I want somebody who knows about all that kind of stuff to blow my mind. Yeah. So I've been geeking out about that. I've been geeking out a little bit about uh, the six kings, the six continents, the Vikings. You guys might know them as the VI kings. Uh, let's see. I finally figured it out. Um, some weird dig that's been harassing me forever is you guys know I'm obsessed with Tom Hanks. You know, I'm obsessed with Forrest Gump. And in my spider web dig of that movie, I have never figured out what the fuck the happy face, smiley face is, like what the symbol is behind it and Justin Bieber's logo. And it's driven me crazy. And I was thinking about him jogging down the road with his beard and the guy like hands him the wet shirt. Like I'm trying to come up with this idea for my shirt. And he wipes his face on it and it's the smiley face logo. And he's like, thanks, man. And we're all like, ha ha ha. That's so cute. And it just dawned on me, oh my gosh, it's Frazzle Drip. It's like the most obvious one. It's the same Wilson volleyball that he had. It's uh, the Cuomo face. It's Lady Gaga going to the Grammys. It's Frazzle Drip. Holy shit. True. Like it was just so obvious. So I was going to spread that to you guys. I've seen weird stuff going around this week about like LeBron James watching LeBron James. Uh, told you the baby into the leopard and the lion and I won't oh also the Diana Serena of it all you know what I'm not even going to share any of it Selena I said Serena but I meant Selena but Serena to Diana the moon goddess and we are at a new moon so I will not go into that right now I will instead talk about legs from the false reality show podcast. And we had a very chill, stony convo 
that could totally just be two people sitting on a porch in like rocking chairs, drinking like mint juleps or something. It was relaxing and it was a vibe. And she is such a good, good energy. And I think you guys should go check out False Reality Check. I don't like saying check out False Reality Check. It's redundance. You guys should go take a peep at False Reality Check. And uh, I think you will like Buffalo and Legs. And I also have to say that I keep having this really hard time. You'll hear this like pause and then it throws me off my train of thought. And then I have to get back on my train of thought. And it sounds kind of broken every time I say legs because I have a hard time with pseudonyms. And it was one of the reasons that I never wanted to know my Maria's real name forever because I'm like, I'm going to fuck this up. Please don't tell it to me. Please just don't tell it to me because I'm going to fuck this up. I'll accidentally say it somewhere. Please just don't ever tell me. Like I'm the girl that really doesn't want to know the secret. Not because I can't keep it a secret. I just feel like I'm going to fuck it up somehow. And so um, Buffalo and Legs, because of their jobs in California, they have to keep uh, anonymity. And I just thought Buffalo was legs and legs with Buffalo, which I thought, huh, that's interesting, but okay, cool. I'm into it. And yeah, so I think I accidentally called legs by her real name, but I was also surprised when she came on that she wasn't Buffalo. I thought her husband was called legs and she was Buffalo. So there was all this name confusion already and kind of the second I start to relax, uh, I'm not even thinking about it. Like once I'm having convo with people and we're both really chill, the microphones and recording and all that other stuff isn't really there, which is funny too, because I am going to hopefully release a podcast in the next couple of days with Marisa Acachella and you guys. I battled her name like it was a fucking dragon in the night, the whole show. And I adore her and I adore her book. And she's so sweet. And I have, I couldn't even say her name right while she was on the big she bang. And I think I called it like the great she bang. I got it all wrong. And so it's that part isn't because I'm a stoner. I think I legitimately get nervous. And I think I'm a person that maybe sometimes from the outside, it doesn't seem like I'm nervous, but, um, if I have to think about it, something simple like your name, it's probably why I'm so anti-pronouns because I'm like, fuck this noise. I will fuck this up. No, <laughs> It's all selfish. This is why I fight against the trans agendas because I just can't even fuck around with pronouns. I can barely get people's names right when they tell me a like, no, I'm red pill, babe. No, my name's Human Vibrations. Hi, I'm my Maria. When you guys find out my real name, you're going to die. So before I throw you to this interview, I want to thank you guys all for your support and every way that you give it to me. Um, If you feel like donating to my new chair fund, you can send money to Project Cheney on Cash App or um, Weakneck Baby on PayPal. And... 
If you feel like leaving me a five-star review anywhere, I love that just as much. I'm going to shout out to Mr. Mozzarella Pistachio Shane for uh, giving me a spectacular raving review. (laughs) And I am going to send you guys, I'm going to shut my eyes and I'm going to send you guys the best, best energy and the best, best week and the best, best month. And every time that I touch any water at all, even if it's just running over my hands in the sink, that water is going to be so powerful and so healing and so sourced from anything good I can attach to. And every time that I send energy to that water, it's going to flow through all the rivers and all the seas and all the pipes. And you're going to touch it too. And you're going to feel it. And so if you're feeling shitty right now or you're feeling weak or you're feeling just, maybe you're feeling extra and you have energy to give, maybe you can go touch the water and send it to everyone too. But I feel like I have extra to give right now. So I want to send it to you guys. And I want to really, uh, even after I'm done editing this episode, no matter what happens, I want to get back in this chair in front of this mic and get you out the interview with Marisa too. But I think you're going to love this interview with legs. And um, I hope you laugh a few times. And I can't believe the silly shit I get her involved in. I make her fuck, Mary kill like the health secretary and Lori Levine. And I might even speak like a Jamaican when I make her do this. So I hope you enjoyed this ridiculous convo. And I will talk to you guys soon. Hey, you guys. I want you to welcome today a new friend of mine and hopefully a new friend to the show, uh, Legs from False Reality Check Podcast. Uh, It is your pseudonym we were going over talking about beforehand. Uh, And in a world of anonymity, we're okay with that. So welcome to Project Cheney. Thank you so much for having me, Cheney. This is awesome. I've I've been looking forward to this. Um, Huge fan of your show. And we really enjoyed having you on to talk to us. Um, We love your digs. We love your your authenticity. And uh, you just crack me up straight up. Thanks. You're, just, you're so honest <laughs> and you crack me up and I love it. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, I have to ask you why you went with legs. Uh, Buffalo gave me that name. Oh, and well, I, that's g- a sweet I gave name. him Buffalo as his name. So I'll tell my audience real quick and I'm going to fill them in before this even starts. But you do a conspiracy. What would you call your genre of your podcast? Oh, man. Um... Primarily, it's just, uh, I guess, documenting our journey, like our spiritual growth. Um, Yeah, we get into conspiracies a little bit, but we're just sharing our adventures, our growth with the world. And And hopefully, with your husband. Yes. And this was with my husband, also known as Buffalo. Um, We are trying to go towards a more self sustaining lifestyle. And hopefully, others will see and do the same. So we're kind of just documenting that journey 
and uh, having fun along the way, talking oh. to some awesome people. So is it, do you, t you talk about all sorts of stuff from your real lives to your spirituality to everything with the world and conspiracy too, just because of your guests or because you guys are interested or? Yeah, pretty much. We, we want to talk to people we've been listening to that we, um, we've been interested in. And so we just do it. We just, when this whole COVID stuff starts, oh, I, might, I forgot. Can I say that? You can say whatever you want here. Because okay. <laughs> I know. Except your funny. real name. <laughs> <laughs> I got to remember that. Oh my gosh. Okay. But um, yeah, when this whole drama started, you know, we, we just got tired of not having a sense of community around us, people we can talk to. And so we were like, why don't we just start a podcast, start telling our truth. And I'm sure people will come and we can build community, meet people that I know it's primarily just been online, but um, in real life, I'm sure we will all meet eventually, you know? So just making those connections was key. And it's good for us too, because this has been a fun project and we've together, we've grown more. We've been together for a while, but I feel like we've gotten closer with this podcast too. So it's been, it's been a lot of fun. Do you guys live in a liberal place or a conservative place? It, it that never mattered so much as now, right? Yeah. Like, do you have to grow up with strict mask mandates and vaccine passports or is it 1999? Oh, man. <laughs> it's like one of the two things is going on oh, in my the God, country. So good. I wish it was 1999. No. Um, as far as where we're at, it's pretty heavily. Everyone's pretty indoctrinated into believing the narrative that's being, uh, you know, put forth right now. So getting out of here and going to Idaho is going to be a huge change because right now where we're living, we're basically in someone else's asshole, you know, you're Just, in California. <laughs> yes, we are. We are in Orange County. Oh, so sure. you're in it's it. better. It's better than LA County. Mm. You know, <laughs> um, there's places here that are like safe havens, like Huntington Beach. It's like nothing ever happened. It's pretty weird. You can go down there to hang out. Um, there's other places in South Orange County, too. You can go and hang out and it's fine. And we have a select um, number of like businesses, family owned businesses that we'll go to just in our town just to help out because they never gave into these mandates. So just supporting that, you know, putting our money where it matters. That's fantastic. That's yeah. what I think more people should do it. Even if you have to drive a little further or, you know, cause you guys say you're working on self-sustaining. I hear so many people talk a big game, like we're going to plant tomatoes and we're going to harvest all this. And I'm like, you can't even drive 45 minutes, to not wear a mask. You're never going to even grow a tomato. You're never going to see a tomato to fruition. No pun intended. <laughs> like it's yeah. not going to happen. Everybody just thinks you put some seeds in the ground and then you have some vegetables like, no. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. I recently this past year started growing food and tomatoes was one of them. And instead of, you know, taking the easy route, buying the plant already halfway grown, I, I started from seed and that was quite a process. I, I took it very scientifically because I have a scientific brain. That's just <laughs> that's just how I am. So I was like checking soil temperature, making sure they were on a heating pad so they grew <laughs> properly, you know, um, <laughs> made sure there was no mold. Like just, little baby chicks. 
super, yeah, super nerdy thing. Even baby chicks aren't that complicated, you know? <laughs> um, but yeah, it's, it's a process, but I've learned a lot just from growing this past season. Um, I only grew, let's see, onions, jalapeno, tomatoes, two types of tomatoes, um, chives, cilantro, basil. Like Have you always stuff. grown or is this like your first real harvest? This is my first, I've tried in the past in high school, but I never, I didn't really take it seriously. Mm -hmm. So this was the first time I actually took it seriously and um, I loved it. Were you always science brained? Were you like a science nerd? Yeah. And I always say nerd and geek and a, as a good thing on my show. Oh no, I, I, like I own stuff it. that you're like passionate <laughs> about, like you geek out on that. Oh, um, I own it. I love it. Yeah. What I've was always your first like science fair project. Do you remember it? Oh my gosh. Uh, let's see. I can't remember my first one, but I do remember a favorite one that okay. I did in middle school. Um, what was her name? I think our teacher's name was Mrs. Bolt. Don't give too much away, <laughs> legs. <laughs> no one's going to find a Mrs. Anons Bolt. <laughs> that are like right to work right now trying to figure out who you are. <laughs> oh, shit. Shit. Well, let's say, okay, my middle, the middle school that I went to is no longer named that middle school because... Look at you're giving away extra clues. I'm not going to say anything about the name, but it's just, it's just funny. You can't find me. Good luck. <laughs> but um, yeah. accepted. <laughs> if you uh, find her, just don't tell her job. Yes, yes. <laughs> this is the whole reason. <laughs> Once she's free, then it'll be a whole different thing. Once she escapes... Oh, yeah. China Fornia, then it'll be a whole different gig. Definitely. Yeah. <laughs> but um yeah, she was a she was a fun lady. I remember her being very overweight, heavy breathing. Um but we had us like a one of the projects we had, we got into a the topic was space, you know, so we covered everything from the moon landing to, you know, all that fun stuff. Um and one of the things we did was we had to build a capsule for an egg. We called it an egg drop. And we went to the top of the school, um, like its highest point. It must have been like maybe 10 feet, 10, 12 feet. And the whole thing was we, we have to make this capsule for the egg any way we can. We drop it from that height. And um, you aren't going to believe I am obsessed with this experiment. Like my whole life out of the experiments, I sometimes just sit still and philosophize like it, like I'll come across a certain material or something in my life. And I'm like, I wonder how this would have done in the egg drop experiment. <laughs> like it could be something crazy. It could be cotton candy. It could be like toothpicks in the right formation. And I'm like, I wonder how the egg would have fared yes. in this. It's so crazy that you brought up this experiment of all things. Sorry, but keep going. No, it's, it's so funny. Synchronicities. Um, yeah, it was, it was, I don't know why we did. I think it was to simulate um, when the astronauts come back to Earth and their capsule drops to the ocean. I, I think that was what we were trying to mimic. But um, either way, it was fun. And we I decorated my little capsule, you know, and. I think I used cotton balls, um, tape, and some of, some other soft thing just to put inside, and dropped it. And I think mine survived. So 
Oh, good. good. <laughs> <laughs> your your capsule made it back to Earth. The save it, it did. Yeah. Yeah, but, that's uh, pretty. I always wonder what people would put inside the capsule. So yours is cotton ball and yeah. appropriately placed a tape cotton ball. Yes. And of course, there was the kids that didn't do anything and just said, screw it. And <laughs> just, just, threw dropped, egg. just threw their egg, just threw it. And they didn't get any credit. But um, yeah, it was fun. Fun science times before I knew the moon landing was fake. That's how you feel about the moon landing now? Oh, yeah. I don't think it happened. You don't think it, it happened at all? Because, you know, some people are like, it happened, but we don't have the real footage. It didn't happen at all. Or like, uh, it, you know, it totally happened. And that's exactly what we see in Nixon called the moon. No, I don't think it. I feel like uh, those astronauts got MK ultra or something put into them where they were put to sleep put away for a certain amount of time while they showed this footage to us, you know, this pre-recorded footage and then um, came back not knowing what happened. Have you seen that interview? I'm sure you have. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's, it's pretty wild. It was either that or maybe they did get shot up into space. Tell that interview to my audience. I'm trying <sighs> to get better at doing this too. Like oh we talk, sometimes we talk it's about true. stuff on this, you know, like just flippant things come up. We're like, yeah, that's a crazy interview. And we've all seen it a hundred times. And then people are like, I don't know what interview you're talking about. Please yeah, don't just no, fly by that. So, so tell right. them what interview you're talking about. You're so right. Okay. So there's an interview with uh, the, it's Paul 11, right? Yes. The Wait, Apollo 11. Yeah, because 13 was the the other one that went yes. around it. Yeah, it was 11. Okay, so Apollo 11, that was the first one that made it to the moon, supposedly. So it was Neil Armstrong, Buzz Aldrin, and the other guy. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know. It's, is it Level? The other guy? I don't, uh, I level, don't know. If Jim Level? level? I don't know. That's the only other astronaut I know except yeah. Krista McAuliffe, the yeah. teacher who died. <laughs> oh, man. I'm like, was it Krista McAuliffe? <laughs> I'm just kidding. Yeah, and the other dude. <laughs> Yeah, so that other guy. stars. No, no, apparently. Um, Pull that interview up on YouTube. It's their first, I guess it's their first interview back from the whole experience. And, you know, you'd think these guys would be super excited. First ever on the moon, um, coming back, go America, you know. But the looks on their face and just the lack of enthusiasm. They look like children lying. They look like yeah. they're caught like, um, exactly. They look like three teenagers busted in a story. It's so exactly. odd. It's very odd. It is. So pull that up on YouTube, guys. It's really, it's good uh, evidence. <laughs> yeah, I keep, it's funny because right before um, the movie Kong vs. Godzilla is on like inside my house right now. And the whole movie is about hollow earth. Like the whole thing, every newspaper clipping, it's like all into Admiral Byrd, Antarctica, North Pole. Like it's insane. Godzilla's family's in there, they tell them. Or I'm sorry, King Kong. And even at the beginning of it, King Kong's like laying in like this beautiful jungle. And he's having this whole romantic uh, wake up scene walking through, um, you know, the swamps and whatever. And then he sharpens a tree and he throws it up to the roof and it shatters the firmament, but he's oh, really shit. inside like a dome stadium. 
Oh my God. I know. And I'm like, are we in hollow earth right now? That's a good question. I don't, I don't think so. And then I, we were just talking about it and my wife was like, well, what would be the light source? And I'm like, even that your head is just accepting that there couldn't be a light source inside because of the tale that's told us of the ball of fire that's floating around outside is like, why is one fantasy cartoon any more real than the other? We're just accepting that the story they gave us about that ball of fire, that heat source is the tale. So the idea of something being inward is insane. Right. I, it's so funny you brought that up. I watched some crazy YouTube video last week um, about some guy just reading from an explorer's journal that traveled with his son to the far north, the North Pole. They just got a wild hair and they're like, hey, let's go, you know? And this was in, oh man, I can't remember the date. I don't know if it was the 1800s. It was very early. Um, and they traveled up to the North Pole and they eventually reached an area where it was just nothing but ice. And it was an area that's very hard to navigate if you were a big ship. They had a smaller boat, so they were able to like navigate their way through. And uh, long story short, they make it to their destination after a crazy storm that their water got knocked off. A lot of their, their supplies got knocked off and the area they were, they eventually made it to the water was calm. The climate was very temperate. It wasn't cold. Like you would think if you were in the far North, um, the sun, he just was like, let me just try some of this water because we don't have any water. And there was no salt in the water. It was just clean. Um, eventually they get, they meet up with these giants um, that come up to them and they're like, well, how did you get here? You know, and they can't speak their language. It's a totally different language. Um, but they understand that the giants want them to come with them. And they don't feel a sense of uh, that they're going to be harmed. So they go with the giants on their ship to basically the middle of the earth. Um, and the way he describes it in this journal, it's like this, these, these giants are like 10, 12 feet tall. Um, they have this terraformed civilization, gold everywhere. Um, from on their clothes to what that was being used um, as tools. Um, he described the fruit as being massive, like a grape was the size of an apple. Like one grape was the size of an apple. Um, so they, they hang out with these guys for a year and learn their language, um, eventually get to the Garden of Eden, which is like the main part of this whole inner world. And those people are even taller and even bigger. And he describes the Eden, the garden of Eden areas like redwoods that are, I don't know if you've seen the redwoods here in California, mm -hmm. but these redwoods are like thousands of feet tall, just huge. And um, it's just, uh, I'm, yeah, exactly. I'm going to have to send you this link because it's, it's a very interesting story, nonetheless. Um, but yeah, it's like something 
I think there is something to Middle Earth, something to Hollow Earth. And the fact that the North Pole has been no a no-fly zone, no one can go there type thing. It's there's something there, you know. <laughs> no way. Do no way. do giants resonate with you? I think so. I think more dragons. Dragons yeah. resonate with me. Yeah, I think so too. I think there was but all I, sorts of big large animals even that the godzilla king kong or the clash of the titans titans anywhere you look throughout all of um mythology there was always big huge things the giants are talked about in the bible yeah um but it's it's a wild story and eventually they they leave the area because they have a family at home that's waiting for them and they've been gone for like a few years they make it out and they have all this like evidence of with them, one of them being these giant like eggs of gold that they were going to take back with them, just these giant things of gold. A storm hits um, the dad dies, everything gets lost, you know, so it's just the son and his story. And of course, they think he's crazy. They tell him, don't ever don't ever share this story ever again. And they lock him up for so long, like so many years. So he gets put away for a while and eventually his life ends in California and he decides before he dies that he's just going to write all this down and share his story. And that's what the guy in this YouTube video is reading is his journal document or his it's documenting his journal basically from that trip. It's crazy. I'll send you that link. Yeah, I'm totally into it and I'll post it somewhere so everybody else can find it too. Um that what well, even Admiral Byrd said he went past uh, the South Pole and that the t- climate became temperate and that there was more land and more resources down there than all of America. Yeah, yeah, I think so. I think there's definitely just even above ground, there's enough land and resources for everybody. Just because we're concentrated in these high density cities and areas, it makes it seem like, oh God, there's not there's not enough of anything for anyone. But that's not the case. You travel outside of it, you drive across the US, you see all the land that's available. Do you yeah, believe there's not... eight billion people on the planet or whatever the number <laughs> is of Is that the latest number? Yeah, it's like seven point <laughs> seven four seven. I don't know. I don't know, man. Those numbers are so screwy. I can't it's hard for me to believe. I, I know there's a lot of people, but I, I'm kind of of the same. I'm like, yeah. I don't believe in any of your tickers, exactly. your national debt or your population or your COVID. I don't know if I believe in any of it. I think whether the ticker's going up or the ticker's going down, it doesn't matter. Bitcoin, NASDA, DEG, uh, New York Stock Exchange, everybody's scared or scared. Either way, down or up, it's like loosh. Exactly. So, yeah. yeah. What do you think about those, uh, the numbers coming out about people who, quit their jobs this past year do you do you believe in that because i guess there's like so many millions of americans that just straight up quit um mandates and stuff yeah i believe a lot of it's joe biden can't run a dictatorship and but corporations can run dictatorships and so the lobbyists that work for joe biden and the communist governments that be whatever the main power structure i even feel like saying things like rothschilds and rockefellers and it all just sounds like what do we know anymore we're allowed to find those names i gotta think somebody lets us find those names um 
I just think it's all, it, it, to me, it just seems really sloppy. Everybody still can put food in their mouth. There isn't UN tanks rolling down the road. Mandates aren't laws. So it doesn't matter how much the president comes and speaks in front of you and says, I'm mandating you to do this and I'm mandating you to do that. Your employer can be held legally accountable to something that the, you know, it's a mandate's not a law. So that it just feels like we're, some people are deciding whether they want to jump through hoops and other people are deciding, I'll just walk on the sidewalk. You can keep jumping through hoops if you want to. And um, some people are like, I'm not even staying on your sidewalk. How about that? <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, I know Buffalo and I, we've been told multiple times by our employers that we have to submit our vaccine status. And, um, this past Friday, I got my last nasty gram saying you need to submit it by today. And there's no in the emails I get, there's no repercussions stated. Like if you don't do it, this is going to happen. But even if there was, I don't care. So um, I never responded. But today, Buffalo got a nasty gram saying if you don't respond by November 30th, you'll be put on unpaid administrative leave. So we'll see what happens with that. And yep. he works at he works at home. And they've told him in the past it's not going to matter, but he still got that email today. So I don't know. We'll see what happens. But he's the not going to Yeah. I, I left for the masks back when, but I worked kind of in medical, but I also worked in jobs where I had to wear masks in life. Like I was a welder where I had to wear real masks. So it was like, ah, eh, the idea of wearing this paper mask and then also, I did medical marketing in a different lifetime, and I would sometimes have patients that would have low immune systems for whatever reason, and I would wear a mask just because I didn't know what I was bringing into them, and they might have, like, just be off chemo or doing, you know, something crazy that I don't know if I necessarily agree with, but that's different conspiracy for another day. But I'd be talking to these people. That was fine until somebody told me, this is what you have to do, and I'm like, no, I'm not doing that. But really, when I heard the words new normal, I was like, this su my old normal sucks. I hate doing this. How much longer would I have done this? Yeah. Yeah. Like, they my job wanted me to wear masks outside. I a lot of um, what I do is outside. And they were like, yeah, you need to wear a mask outside. Um, I never did that. I, I never followed any other stupid protocol. Did you love your job before COVID? Mm, that's a good question. Um, I don't know. There's certain things about my job I love and there's certain things I don't. And I'm sure everyone can say that. I would say COVID has pushed me to dislike it even more because of the mandates and because of my coworkers just blindly just giving in to everything. If you could be doing what whatever, would you be doing your job? If money wasn't an issue, would you still be doing that for a living? Um, if I was doing it by myself, if I was, about uh, what you do? yeah, I'm, I'm a field biologist. So I go to a project site, a potential project site where they're going to do development and I document all the wildlife there, any potential issues that will occur to the wildlife. Um, if there's any like jurisdictional resources, which is, uh, like lakes, ponds, um, it's like a basic baseline documentation of what's biologically on the site is what I provide. And that 
goes into a larger document, um, which is an EIR document for California that has to be done under CEQA, which is like California Environmental Quality Act. It's just a bunch of bureaucracy on top of bureaucracy. So that's what I do. And when I first started my job, um, I did lo- I did like it because I was not in a cubicle all the time. And I got to get outside. I got to work with uh, burrowing owls at one point um, and other types of wildlife that I didn't even know existed. I learned a lot from this job. And it's stuff that I can take with me even when we leave um, to Idaho, like in terms of mammal tracking, in terms of uh, birding, you know, just basic plant identification. I can take that with me. And I'm so thankful for all that and the connection that to nature that I got through my job. And as I've grown into in my spirituality, I've appreciated it more and more. And those little site visits that I get to go out to the desert, not taking them for granted. Um, yeah, that's it. I don't know how I got on that tangent, but yeah, that's like do the you gist. In past lives, I do. I do, do. You believe you were like did this? You were always called to animals and nature. I think so. I'm really drawn Does to it nature. Feel innate, like something about it, like you already knew it, and you're just remembering it. I think so. Yeah, I feel it when you're around certain animals, do you have that, you know, people like, they'll be like, when somebody's dog comes to me and it's like, my dog never comes, goes to anyone. And you're like, ah, <laughs> like, are you snow white with animals? Do I can people, be. Like, yeah. I, I tend to ones? find, yeah, I tend to find, uh, or they will find me just bird nesting birds and, uh, lizards that people reptiles people don't see um i'm i tend to always be in the right place at the right time you know whether your favorite my favorite experience animal like or both yeah i have i love birds but i also love reptiles i don't know if i can name a favorite animal what about like totem do you have like animal spirit guides or something that you feel like is always present around you Raptors are always big in my life. So are hummingbirds. Raptors are big in my life. Yeah, no one picks vultures. Oh. Anytime I ask people birds and stuff, no one picks. I love vultures. Vultures are crazy. I think they fly so high. I love how they're just, and they seem like they do it for fun sometimes. They're yeah. not looking for an injured animal. And, some, you know, they're past the point of where the wind is catching that would be dead something where they could be if they wanted to. It's just almost like they're up there just catching, like not having to flap their wings and just catching the wind. Yeah, I love seeing them. I think that's when you see like raptors going. Is that the same as a vulture? I might be getting it all wrong. I don't know. If ra- rap- when I say, let's see, when I say raptors, I mean, you mean uh, the whole bird like family. Okay. Yeah, like hawks, falcons. Um, I don't know if vulture, vultures. Vultures aren't be, the same family as that. They might be in their own, yeah, yeah, their own family. But they do kettle. They like throw yeah. up on themselves and stuff. <laughs> vultures? <laughs> yeah, they like that. they do something weird. Like they shit on their legs to make and flies <laughs> go away, and they throw up. They do all this weird stuff because you know they're around all this carcass, and so they don't want b- bugs on them. Oh vultures God. are tricky little birds they're funny but they're not the same as the raptor family 
No. I, I don't, don't know think... a ton about birds, but I do have a bird nerd good friend. And so I know more than like the average person. Sorry, I interrupted with the whole thing about the wrong bird. So tell me about the bird. Oh, no, you you're like. fine. <laughs> you're fine. <laughs> what, was, what was I talking about? The raptors. Bird. You And then you were hawks. Oh, yeah. And... I mean, vultures, they, they do, I guess what I was going to say was they do kettle, which is when they, they do that circular motion in the sky. Um, they'll kettle with like red-tailed hawks or other types of raptors. So I could see why you thought vultures would be. No, raptor. I don't know why. What's the other name? There's like vulture and vulture has like two names. Buzzard. I don't know why. That's what I was thinking of. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's what I was thinking of when you said falcon for some reason. I was like, Good ooh, one. buzzards. Me too. <laughs> uh, but you actually posted a picture of a hummingbird today on your Instagram and I almost wrote a whole like, oh, me too, because, you know, I almost like all all about me. But I have all these hummingbird shadows tattooed on me. Oh, my God. How awesome. Yeah, I have a hummingbird thing, too. It always reminds me of my grandmother and my great grandmother. That is such a trip. My mom would say that about one of my grandmas. Every time this hummingbird would come by the yard, she'd be like, oh, that's grandma. So my mom says that about a cardinal, about her oh. mom. Oh, that's grandma. That's so funny. Yeah. It's oh my god. Wow. I, I've been <laughs> sitting on a roof before. Uh, who knows? Probably smoking a joint or something, looking at the sky, and a hummingbird came right up to my eyeball, like zzz, like its long beak, where I was a little intimidated, where I was like, "Ooh," because he could have just stuck me if he wanted right into my eyeball, yeah. but he was just checking me out. <laughs> I've had that many times. It's so, um, it's such a, I just stand there and I'm just like, oh God, please don't kill me. <laughs> please don't spear me. But um, yeah, I've had that many times. I, I bought this little uh, dot feeder. You can put it in your hand and you put sugar water in it. And if you just stay very still, they'll come and they'll feed on, on the feeder. You have to it's film really that cool. for your TikTok. TikTok. <laughs> I ain't about TikTok. I know you got Lindsay on there. <laughs> I know. The TikTok, um, I think that we're in a broken attention span reality. Like everybody has a broken attention span. And unfortunately, like long format isn't how people are getting information. So the yeah. idea of one minute to three minutes is the same reason that meme magic works, I think, or why you would carve something in a stone wall on a cave. It's just like, how simple can we make this message? and put it out there. And so some of the stuff on TikTok is so incredible that they're taking like a year's worth of conspiracy and shoving it down into three part, three minute episodes. But you can find great, great digs on there. And I, I know, I know all of the surveillance system that our whole iPhones are in TikTok is, I know it. But um, from like, Lemuria to Atlantis to Tesla to Tataria to dragons to like these little subjects that you don't really know where to find and you don't know if you want to get into a two hour video on YouTube and any of them um, all the new like rabbit holes that you want to scratch the surface of it's a perfect spot to kind of go with a pen do like 10 minutes of just listening to these things and you can write down like a few rabbit holes and names and then just be off to the races. Oh, so wow. I think you should TikTok or think about it, even if you just look at it. 
It's okay. pretty, ins- it's in- and the, what the kids are doing, I, I say it cause I watch them on Twitch and I watch them produce all their shows and they have, they're talking to an audience and they're playing their video game and they have money going in and they have a good attitude and they're like 17 fully producing this shit. And then I watch these people on TikTok putting all the information out there with the same green screens and they're really doing no difference than newscasters are doing with 20 people in the room to try to, to help them produce this info. They have a writer and a producer and a camera person and some, but it's just you or me doing all the work. It's essentially with these podcasts. I mean, look how many people Rush Limbaugh probably has to make that show go on or Howard Stern, but this is what we're doing. And there's not too much different. We may not have all the drops and we don't have all the bits and all the, but it's like, shit, these people are doing the whole entirety of it. So I know, I know the propaganda arm of TikTok, but I also, uh, it's like, Instagram, you know, I think using technology to its advantage is important. I mean, all the hashtags aren't disappeared yet. Okay. So you can still find a lot of the stuff that, you know, when you're on Instagram or Telegram and they've taken away so many of our hashtags, they are all still on TikTok. So all the old digs of things that are, even if you're saving the children, even if you're talking about Epstein Island, even if you're talking about Oprah or Ellen, like the people you can't, Tom Hanks, Sarah Ashcraft, or what's that uh, dude that, I don't know, whatever, everybody's coming up now, (laughs) Colin Powell. Yeah. (laughs) Colin Powell. Yeah. Rest in peace, that guy. Not really. Fuck that guy. (laughs) Someone posted a a thing on Twitter today with, uh, was it Lightfoot? that mayor of Chicago, her picture and rest in peace, Colin Powell. That's so perfect. <laughs> it was probably OB. What is it? OBDM podcast. Cause they always probably. have like the smartest. Um, my friend, every time I have a friend um, named summer and she's a Jamaican, she's like has a Scot- Scottish Jamaican accent. But anytime anyone says Lori Lightfoot in my head, I hear her say Lori Lightfoot. like every time Lori Lightfoot we play some this whatever I'm totally telling you this we play fuck Mary kill sometimes (laughs) in my coven (laughs) and so this would be summer Um, hold on what's that I have to know all their names so I could do it right what's the lady with the she's the health secretary oh my gosh I'm so bad I'm gonna look up her name because it matters I can't even remember (laughs) Yeah, that's so funny. I saw another dumb meme of uh, her or, yeah, her. Him. Okay, I'm going to do it to you right now. I'm going to okay. do you a fuck, Mary kill right now. Okay. Is this okay? Okay, but I'm going to do it as my, summer. Let me grab my weed because I dropped it. Okay, do it. <laughs> okay, I got it. Okay. <laughs> Legs. Fuck, Mary kill. Mm. Lori Lightfoot, the mayor of Chicago. Rachel Levine, the health secretary, or everybody's favorite vice president, Kamala Harris. Oh, my gosh. Okay, I want to kill the health secretary because she is no pillar of health at all. And the idea of eating her... (laughs) That's another thing. I was just like, hmm. Oh, my God. We're marrying her. I can't even believe I said that to you. Like, you were in my coven already. Ashley, I apologize. 
<laughs> I was better. just about to talk to you like <laughs> we were about to get real. <laughs> it's all good. It's all good. Um, yeah, no, 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 no. I, cause I'm thinking about it. I'm thinking about it. Um, as far as fuck, maybe Kamala, because she seems like she's a crazy freak. Crazy, crazy bitch. Mary Lightfoot. Lori Lightfoot. Why would you marry Lori Lightfoot? Lightfoot. Because I saw I saw a picture of her. (laughs) When she was young. Before she was Beetlejuice. I saw a picture of her with her wife and she seems to like uh, the white women. So maybe I would. Okay. Maybe get in. Get in with her. Usually Kamala's are always my um, the one I end up fucking too because I'm like she either looks like Jennifer Beals so she looks like Flashdance or if you, if you know the L word she looks like Bet from the L word so I'm like I would totally yeah. hook up you should look it up or if you're out there and you're listening to this you should look up Bet from the L word I totally will ruin the show for you because you'll only think of Kamala <laughs> from now on but um, I would make Kamala Harris call me Tina and then me and her would totally hook up that's an L word couple Bet and Tina and I think if I had a little wig to hear me and Kamala might pull it off (laughs) but Lori Lightfoot I might have to marry Kamala and just get it over with with Lori Lightfoot but definitely we can all agree we kill Levine yes yes (laughs) (laughs) so I didn't plan on it going there Back to I love science. It. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Please, Jeannie. This is great. You're like, I love it. It's fine. Do another one. I'm fine. I feel good. <laughs> good. The next one is Megan Fox, Scarlett oh, Johansson. God. And you don't have to do it for real. <laughs> but that would no. be another one. Do you want a good one now? W- whatever. Hit me. Okay. Fuck, Mary kill. Megan Fox, Scarjo. Or Jenny from the block. Jenny from the block. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Okay. Let's see. Kill, I'd probably kill Megan Fox because mm-hmm. she's looking pretty creepy lately. And I just never liked her. I don't know why. Um Mary. What was what was the first? What was the other one? Um as you said, Scarlett Johansson and okay. Jenny from the Block. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you don't even have to do these. This went off the rail. <laughs> oh, my it, God. No. It. It's fine. Like, Why it's did fine. you make her finish it? <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. Mary, I would marry um, Jenny from the Block, maybe. Okay. Because she's local. We kind of grew up in the same area. And then, fuck, I guess. Scarjo. Scarjo. She's always been pretty. I know some people that hate her. I'm into her voice more so than anything. Here's a conspiracy I made up um, that I think we could make go viral. Um, I was today years old when I found out Scarlett Johansson was Kimmy Gibbler. What? Kimmy Gibbler? <laughs> um, from Full House? <laughs> Are you <laughs> it's not real but don't you think it's i know i know i know I'm, I was like just... you just ruined scarlett johansson for yeah. me <laughs> that is so funny oh my god so you I grew love... up in socal 
Yes, too. born and raised. Born and raised. And so this yeah. is the first time you'll ever be moving out of there? Yeah, I've, I mean, I've traveled elsewhere, but lived here my whole life. This is all I've known is this area. So everybody it, should leave where they're from. I think so. Everybody, even the people of Center Earth from Eden should leave where they're from. I think so. <laughs> I mean, it's like you really can't uh, really know how good things are and that things aren't perfect there. I think that's how we create like kind of the best worlds is by gathering all the little pieces of all the places out there and then deciding where we build those pieces as an adult or somewhere yeah. we used to, but then we just put our head in the stand and let other people, they'll build it better than me. They'll build it back better. I'm good. <laughs> yeah. No, it's, it's such a trip that there's certain things. This area has changed so much, you know, it's just gotten more um, heavily populated we've been noticing a lot more homeless people hanging out. Um, a lot of more, a lot of crime has increased and no one should be living like that, you know? And for us, it's normal. It's normal to see a guy pissing down the corner, like right next to a school. <laughs> it's like, but then when we move out of here, I wonder if we're gone for like so many years, like a few years and we come back. And we see this place again. I wonder if it's just going to be a shock to us and that, wow, we actually lived here. We lived in these. Um, it's not like third world or anything, but it's it's just not healthy. It's not healthy to be I don't around. think you should be driving. There's a lot of people in big cities that they're driving down the street, like literally seeing people like doped out, completely yeah. asleep from dope, oh, needles yeah. laying around, dicks out of pants all over, tits yeah. hanging out, like people passed out. Like, uh, I just think it's, that's not normal. We're not because no. we would never watch our fellow humans. If we lived in a village, we would never watch one of us not be able to survive. And now yeah. we're being forced to watch people not be able to thrive. And then we're not only that we're scared of them. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's so weird. There was a news story that came out from my hometown. My sister sent me um, some guy was on a park bench dead and he was there for like half the day. No one paid attention. So, and that reminded me of Collateral. That um, have you seen the movie Collateral with? Uh, I don't remember it. With Jamie Foxx is in it, and Tom Cruise. Tom I haven't Cruise seen it, but I know um, what you're talking about. Okay, there's like a there's a scene in there where Tom Cruise just makes a comment saying, "If I was dead on a subway, or someone was dead on a subway here in L.A., no one would notice." And I don't want to give the end of the movie away, but yeah. So I just thought of that scene. I'm like, yeah, there's could be people just sitting against a wall, back against a wall with their head down. They could be dead, but we automatically, we just assume, oh, they're drugged out or they're drunk, you know, because we see it all the time. And usually that's what happens. But yeah, it's just weird. It's a weird area. I don't know how I got on yeah. that tangent. No, it's, it kind of reminds me like New York in the seventies and eighties before Rudy Giuliani, it's almost like they let something go all the way to like Hades. Like let's turn this into total debauchery. So no one that can afford to leave, they're all stuck here and have to work and they'll take the lowest paying jobs ever. Cause they're stuck here. Anyone that can afford to leave will leave and then we'll raise the property value and then keep separating the classes, keep building this stuff nicer and making it more expensive. Keep shoving more and more people in this area and uh, yeah, it's like 
it's systematic and they do it to us over and over again. And if you want to be like a quote unquote good person, you're like, I just want to pay my taxes and maybe get a retirement and maybe and abide by all the rules and regurgitate all the stuff that you're supposed to regurgitate. And then really too, these homeless people are getting shipped in from one city into another city. Yeah, no, it's, they're moving, they're moving east out of LA into the other areas, I feel like. And get an uh, unemployment. Mm-hmm. A lot of them unemployment without an address. A lot of them welfare and food stamps without an address. And drugs are legal in a lot of the places. Yeah. So. I saw some I saw some picture from downtown LA of a homeless guy at an encampment. And he had a freaking VR headset on. Like, what is that? <laughs> they can buy, they all have cell phones now. It's crazy. I'm just like whatever it's weird i know and it's even they they all have they all have but it's Mm. uh i mean we could keep going back into like the drugs that started it and how that was part of the systematic breakdown or the veterans that are wrapped up into it and how that was part of the systematic breakdown and uh, the street kids that are mixed up into it and how that was part of the systematic breakdown it's like by design definitely yeah and i'm tired of it I don't want to. You're like, I'm going to get be, out. How long until yeah. you're free? Yeah, I don't want to be in this system anymore. Um, when so do you guys make your escape? Before Thanksgiving. Oh, perfect. The week, the week before Thanksgiving, we're planning on heading up. And your guys are going to be up there without any family? Uh, we will have Buffalo's aunt next door to us. She's okay. up there. Um his parents might be coming up for a little bit just for the holidays. I'm not sure. Um, but we have his family there. And then there's some friends that we met up there in July when we went to visit. Um, we met this family. Really cool. So we, we'll have support up there for sure. We won't what, be completely alone. What part of Idaho? Southeast corner. So Bear Lake, Bear Lake County. Um, I don't know if you're familiar with that area. I only know Quarter Lane. Oh, for sure. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> I have family in Quarter Lane. For sure. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. love it up there. It's gorgeous, though. Yeah, so you're going to have to come up. Cause... Heck yeah, I want to take a big road trip. But I also am just fantasizing that I just don't believe these mandates for any of it will last that much longer. It's crumbling, <laughs> the whole system. What, are they just going to leave all these airplanes empty? Cool, I'll buy one for a dollar in a year and we'll just... Because right. I, I just can't... I don't live in a world where I'm not going to see my friends that live on the West coast of the country ever again or ever, yeah. <laughs> ever for the yeah. first time. I don't live in that world where I just am accepting that like, okay, so I have to leave my job to go on a country long road trip. If I ever want to see anyone over on that side of the country, like, I don't know, this is not okay with me. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I've kind of accepted not being able to fly anywhere anymore. Um, I never really liked flying anyways. I always preferred driving because you miss out on a lot when you fly. So I'd rather I agree. I love take driving. the long, yeah, take the long road trips, make the side trips, you know, see the the national parks, the monuments. I love all that stuff. You, whether it's fake or not, you know, those little historical placards, I still. Me too. I love all of it. I want to geek <laughs> yeah. out on all of it. I'll go to the biggest ball of yarn. I want to go to the, like, I'm Pee Wee's Herman, Pee Wee's Big Adventure. Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I want to see, sit in the dinosaur head and like, yes. 
I want to do all that silly stuff cross country. Yeah. So that's just me. Um, yeah, but it's, it's weird. We, we were kind of talking last night. It feels almost as if everything's coming to head, like something is coming. Um, I feel this like buildup of energy. I don't know what's going to happen, but some say nothing can stop what's coming. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I'm hoping it's just, I don't, I don't know what I'm hoping for. I'm hoping this whole vaccine thing doesn't go down and people don't die. I just, I'm trying to stay, stay positive, you know, but yeah, I have way- people in my life close to me, or I should say like one person really close to me, I think that has the vaccine that I'm like, all right, I can't deal with this. Like everybody else, I think, listen to me. And even if begrudgingly, they're like, I don't care. I'm just waiting it out. I'm like, all right, wait it out. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, only yeah. one person that um, is like my people that I'm like, I hate it. But they hate it too. That's what I hate about it the most is that they didn't want it. And I hear their upsetness about getting it. And that makes me even more upset. And I can't be like, it's okay. It'll be fine. Because I'm like, I don't uh-huh. know if it'll be fine. Yeah, it's terrible. I've had a I had a couple close friends that got it just not not because they were pushed into it, but because they wanted to still travel or um by whatever whatever um they're into. And it it bummed me out a little bit and I, I tried to talk to them about it, you know, and they didn't want to hear it. So Godspeed to them. Yeah. But, that's where I'm kind of I'm not really fighting with anyone anymore. I have no arguments. There's nothing left for me to read. I don't need any science about the mask or vaccine or any of it. I don't really repeat it to people either. Like I have people that are like, I just got my second dose and I'm like, right. I really, it's like (laughs) my face. I don't even, I don't, but I don't feign like good for you either. No, no. Yeah. One of my family members, uh, for her job, she has to get tested like daily or every time she works. And so she's, she'll, she'll get, she'll do that and then be like, oh, we should all just walk out of our jobs. And I'm like, but you're still getting tested. You're still contributing to this nonsense, even though I've told you those tests don't do anything, yet you want to walk out. I'm like, it's just a lot of uh, confusing things being yeah. said. <laughs> and I'm just like, I just, I don't want to deal with it. <laughs> yeah. Drives me crazy. I know we're in a podcast world where um, sometimes the people with the biggest, meanest voices are people that I know for a fact are putting their mask on and going to the corner store. And I'm like, oh, like I, but it's just, well, I live in New York. That would be my excuse. I live in a place that's scarier. That would be my excuse. I'm like, okay, whatever, whatever. I don't, I, I'm, uh, I'm disheartened. I think sometimes, you know, the whole NPC thing. Yeah. I think there's a lot of people in the truth movement that are NPCs and they're good at regurgitating information the same way as they would be to get a grade on it in high school. They know the best information. They know all the names and all the dates, but, um, I don't know. They lack the magic or something. They lack the, 
feels, the tools of discernment, the like plug in and just let themselves go of like, ooh, where's this going to go? They're like, hold on, I have this written down on a piece of paper. I'm not going to speak just out of my heart or just out of my head. I have to state the bullet point and it has to be, and I'm like, eh, I'm yeah. kind of over that. I want to talk to people that feel it. For sure. Yeah. I, the term NPC, I, I caught myself using that a lot. Um like when this whole thing started and once in a while I'll still throw it around, but I'm trying not to, it's hard. Like I get mad at people that just give in, but at the same time, I'm like, Oh, they, they genuinely just, they don't know any better. You know, they're, they don't see things the way that we see things. Um, and that's just their journey. That's, that's their life that they chose. So I can, I can give them, like my ideas on certain things and talk to them about it, but whether they listen or not, it's fine. At least I've said my piece. Um, I'm just trying not to shit on people anymore. There's all there's people are getting shit on enough as it is. And I think I'm just trying to approach this whole thing with love and kindness and understanding and patience. That's what I'm trying to lean towards. Instead of just getting angry. Yeah, that's really good. I mean, there's not uh, too much. Yeah, we we definitely lack patience and kindness, I think, in a big, big way. And for some reason, Americans, um, we're great at being kind after disasters. Oh, yeah. We're so good at it. Like, if there's a fire, every American will run in for the, like, snakes. Like, ah, I got them. But, um... Just for the run of the mill, like getting a grocery cart or letting someone in front of you in line or driving, yeah. people will kill people on the road. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, it's just to get one car ahead, you know, people will just cut you off just to get in that one space ahead of you. It's it's a weird mentality. And I used to be that way. What kind I, of driver will... are you? Aggressive or chill or? Stoner. When, <laughs> <laughs> I cannot confirm or deny the last one, but <laughs> <laughs> obviously never behind the wheel, officer. <laughs> no, of course not. Um, when I let's see, when I first started driving, I was just a crazy maniac bitch, just cutting people off. You know, like LA crazy LA type driver. Now I just let things roll off my back, and I'm like, I'll get there when I get there. You know. Who's going to drive the moving truck, you or Buffalo? Ooh, I think we're going to hire movers. Ooh, so adult. Very nice. Be careful yeah, think, with it. There's a lot of I, scam artists and moving tr- companies. Okay. Yeah, we're we're shopping around. Um, we're thinking that's the best approach so we can go up there together and just take one car up. But... The cost of moving out of California. Jesus there Christ. is a great company where you actually can rent space on a bigger truck. That's what we're looking. No, we're looking at that. Yeah. It's so go ahead. awesome. I'm sorry. No, the only thing I would suggest when the truck comes, because they sell you the space like by the odd feet, but then the space locks off by the even numbers. So oh. by you, you have to like buy one more foot than you'll actually get. These are all the little tricks they do. So then at the end of it, they try to, you know, charge you another 1200 bucks after your stuff's already, you know, you're waiting to unload it. They're like, well, you owe us this money first. Um, 
So just lock it in less space. So if you buy 12 feet, lock it in 10, or if you buy 14, lock it in the 12 or whatever, because it's weird like that. But also get a weird duct tape, like something crazy, like candy corn on it or gold stripes, and then duct tape off the, like measure it out and be like, nope, we used exactly, you'll see my duct tape on the wall and take a picture of it. And they won't fight you on it because they'll see your duct tape on the wall and be like, actually, you guys have a scam going with the way you have this locked off and they'll immediately stop it. But I just have so many friends that have had to pay like extra $5,000, extra few thousand dollars to get their stuff off the truck once it shows up and it's all your things inside. So you're willing to pay anything at that point. So it's just all those kind of scams, but. Jeez, that's so, that's so fucked up. Yeah. We, one of the companies we called that do that, they gave us like a straight up flat fee of this is what you're going to pay and this is it. So if we end up going with them, we need to get that shit in writing and everything because they seem pretty legit. There's been other companies that Buffalo's called that is like a straight up uh, robot recording or it's someone in like India, you know, that <laughs> but, and pods is awesome, but yes. it's so pricey. Yes, we looked into that too. Yeah, it's it's crazy trying to move out of California, thousands of dollars. But hey, if you want to come in here, super cheap, you know? <laughs> well, about five, six years. Whenever I moved from Portland to Florida, it cost me just under 10 grand. So wow. it wasn't like cheap. And I definitely didn't take my truck that I drove in Portland to Florida because it was an old truck, like an old, like in a classic, like muscle car kind of way, but it did not have AC in it. So I'm like, yeah, that's not going to work in Florida. No. <laughs> <laughs> that kind of vehicle. But um, moving cross country is, uh, do you have animals? Yeah, we have a little pup. Oh, and you're not little even dog. moving all the way cross country, but you got no. a good stretch. It's like, what, 20 hours or something? Yeah, it's about um, 18 hours. Okay. Like, if you go straight to there, but we usually stop in Utah for a night and then head up. So you've already been up there to visit. You already know the whole area. Yeah, we we went up there um, this past July to check it out and slash vacation. So we, we loved it. it. We felt like it was home, like we could make a home there, even though where we're going to be going is, is going to be temporary because we're just setting up to sell this place that we have here. And then once we sell here, we'll use this cash to buy something up there and not have a mortgage. Yeah, That's that's the plan. But right now we're just going to use his parents' place for a little bit. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. We had we had to make, a, make moves, you know. We kept saying, oh, well, yeah, we'll buy a place, we'll leave. And then we were talking to Adam and Emily from uh, Deborah Gets Red Pilled, and they were just like, you know what you want, just do it. You know, <laughs> we were like, yeah, why don't we just freaking do it? Why not? Um, it's going to be a big change for me because I'm, I'm not going to be working full time anymore. I'm going to be going to, I guess, on call type work whenever they need me. And which is fine. I don't, I am, I'm embracing it. I really am. It's, Cause I'll be able to do stuff that I actually want to do and that I have time for. And I'll be able to help us in towards, towards our sustainable lifestyle. Like we want to get chickens. Mm-hmm. Um, we want to grow food. We want to get maybe a goat, you know, just to start. Um, I want to grow microgreens. 
I want, I want to start drawing again. I, I mean, I started drawing like a few weeks ago and I'm just, I used to do it a lot in high school and it's something that if you don't keep practicing, you know, you'll, you'll lose it a little bit. And what I'm trying draw? anything just, I'm not like a realistic type drawing more just like cartoony whatever comes to my head weird drawings um I used to tag in oh, high school awesome. I used to do that um not so much anymore but it was just a fun release that I used to do that I forgot and I want to do it again and I've started doing it again and it feels good so I just need to keep practicing that's all yeah and get out of my, get out of my head and that oh this is shit you know like I haven't drawn in so long. It's not going to be fucking Picasso, you know? <laughs> yeah, and that, that's what I tell people about art all the time. Whether you're singing, playing an instrument, painting, uh, doing a podcast, every single one of those things you get better at when you do it. It's a muscle. People, yeah, sometimes people are born really talented and like prodigies in any field, but most people work really hard at building that muscle and people are like, oh, I can't ever sing. No, you really can. You can go to a vocal coach and learn how to, will you ever be Whitney Houston? Maybe not, but you can learn how to sing better than you sing. Like it's the same as like, will you ever be the best artist in the world? Maybe not, but some people will be like, you can really learn the like rules of sh shading and shadowing and lines. And so I don't know. I like all of it. I think if you had an inclination to do that, you should definitely do it again. Yeah, I should. And another like synchronicity that popped up. It was funny. We, we recently recorded um, an episode with Kara Mosier um, and during that episode, she saw like a peacock appear behind me and she's like, Oh, do you, do you have any affiliation with a peacock? Is that your spirit animal? I'm like, I don't know, maybe <laughs> like, I don't sure. And she started explaining like the meaning of the peacock. And I was like, Oh yeah, it's like transformation and things that pertain to my life right now and what I'm doing. And so that happened. I didn't think anything of it. And I'm like packing things and I come across my old colored pencils and on that box is a peacock. So I was like, okay, I should probably just start drawing again. <laughs> Kara Mosher is fun, isn't she? I love her. She's great. Yeah. She has the best yeah. little energy. And when she, whenever she's looking at past, like you can tell she sees in a realm that's a monk star realm. Yeah. You can tell she sees it when she's, she's the real deal. Yeah, I like her. She is really cute. And um, yeah, synchronicities I have with her all the time. And she's even uh, <laughs> there was one time we had a phone call and I was just like, OK, here I'm Osher, blah, blah, blah. And I kind of was all scorpion at her one day. And then, <laughs> no. when I, and then I went on her show and she's like, so Cheney called me one time and told me and I was like, Kara. Oh, sure. Okay. You're not supposed to say this. Busted. <laughs> I was like, don't drink your pee, Kara Mosher. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah, it was so the funny. last time I was on Kara Mosher's show, it was something where I was like, Kara Mosher had me dying. <laughs> but she is really funny. And yeah, she gave me kind of. Um, a past life thing and it went right along the same lines of I had had a different past life regression done in the week I was having a couple of guests on my show and just like all right 
do whatever you guys do. And um, her and the other one that I had both saw me at different places. One of them I was like in a like a castle night realm thing. And the other one I was around like the pyramids. And I wasn't royalty, but I knew where I was going. And I would look out into the night and say, I see you from both of them, Uh-oh. from different Whoa. parts of like my past lives. And I do that now. Oh my gosh. <laughs> no, it was so crazy when they said it. I was like, oh my gosh. But yeah, I think Kara Mosher is pretty cool. Um, anyone, so you go check out that episode of False Reality Check or um, of my podcast. And you can find Kara Mosher's podcast, Let's Be Friends, somewhere since we're dropping yes. all that Kara Mosher love. <laughs> yeah. Love bomb. Yeah. Um, <laughs> What, uh, so you and Buffalo have been together since high school. You're like real high school sweethearts. Yeah. So we went to middle school together, but we kind of, you know, we didn't really talk, but we knew of each other. Um, high school was when we started talking again. And I think it was, I think it was me that initiated it on MySpace. <laughs> um, I think I, I saw his picture. And that he was local. If you remember like the MySpace profiles, it had like your location and your name, you know. Um, so I reached out and I was just like, I don't know if I said hey or whatever. And or I friended him and he messaged me. He's like, do I know you? And my response, I, th- I, say, I think I was like, no, not yet. I think that was my response. <laughs> and you, so you guys didn't even go to the same high school. No, we we split off. He went to a private um, Catholic school, and I just went to a public school. But I was I went to school with all his friends, so we knew like we knew. Did of you each always other. think he was cute, even back when? Or what made you like no. his MySpace? Did you like his music? Did you like his his music and his picture? I liked his picture. I thought he was cute. He had like the nerdy glasses, you know, the little emo the emo look going, and I was an emo kid, so. I dug the black army issued glasses. I totally know all about (laughs) it. The black frames. Yes, I'm totally that emo kid too. Yeah, Yeah, definitely. So, yeah, and then we talked a little bit, kind of fell off. And then one day his friend called me and was like, hey, I'm going going to Rubio's. You want to come hang out? And I'm like, sure. And he's like, oh, by the way, Buffalo is coming along. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. So... We all went out that night and totally hit it off. And ever since then, we've just been <laughs> inseparable. It's and been fun. That's pretty cute. So how long have you guys been together? 15 years. <laughs> married four years. Okay. Did you ever think you, did you always know you were going to get married or is that just something that kind of. Yeah, we knew we would do it eventually. We wanted, there were certain things we wanted to set up in our life first. We bought a house first. Um, I finished off my schooling and all that. So we wanted to get that done. And then family, you know, family pushing us to, oh, when's the wedding? When are you going to have the wedding? You know, and we eventually were just like, all right, fine. We'll have a wedding. <laughs> we we did it for ourselves. It wasn't totally because of family, but it, they were a big influence um, on it. And it was it was a fun time. It was the best day, best day ever. We got married at a brewery. Okay. And... <laughs> It was a small, small wedding. I didn't want like a bunch of people there. We had maybe like a hundred, hundred. That's a people. pretty big wedding, is it? Like yeah. 100 people? 
Yeah. That's a decent, I would think that's like, when you start getting to be like, that's a decent sized wedding. Oh, maybe it was less than that. Like if you that. say a small wedding, that's like 25 people. Oh my God. I was thinking like, I was thinking of like movie weddings, I guess, like thousands of people for some reason. <laughs> a whole church. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. That's what I was thinking of. stadium. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, oh, we only man. had like, maybe like 900 people. It was a quaint affair. Right. <laughs> but yeah, it was, it was fun. We had an open bar, so people had a great time. <laughs> That's, so did everyone always know you were guys, were going to get married? Yeah. Yeah, it's 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 so funny. We um well for me, I and he tells me too, but for me I I knew right off the bat. I'm like, yeah, this is this is the guy I'm going to st- be with for the rest of my life, you know. And that was fine. I loved it. He's my partner out of all the people in this world and all the areas we could have been in and we met here. And if that doesn't show you that God is real, I don't know what it's like I know there's someone for everyone and to be in the right place at the right time to meet that person I'm so thankful so thankful every day because he showed me so much about what a man is who a man is what a man should be and what love is because those things I I didn't really have in my childhood so I was well I was confused about what those things were and he really brought that into my life and showed me what they are what a man should be and I'm thankful for him I'm thankful to God for everything <laughs> do you have siblings I do I have a younger brother and a younger sister but my sister's probably just three years younger than me so we're pretty close so even as far as what a man is he's probably pretty um your brother your younger brother sees that too for in in Buffalo yeah or... you guys have been together long enough that oh yeah he's like a positive male Definitely. in your younger brother's life too yeah it's it's been good my brother how old is he he's like 10 years younger than me so oh wow okay yeah he's i think he's 23 right now um yeah it, it's funny he buffalo has been in my life like a good chunk of my life and he's been a part of my family's life for so long and yeah my i'm thankful for that too because he did take he's taken care of my brother many times and yeah, I don't know. I don't know what I was going to say. But yeah. <laughs> Do, are your parents still good. together? Who? Are your parents still together? Oh, man. They are. It's such a weird situation, though. Is it sticky? It's, it complicated? is. Yeah, it's... Uh, let's see. My My old man is an alcoholic slash narcissist. Um, and my mom, I think she just has it's Stockholm syndrome where you're, you love your captor mm-hmm. Is that the term. Yeah. I think that's what she has. And she just, she's never found herself. It's always been about him and she's suffered as a result. And we have suffered, me and my siblings have suffered a result as a result. And a lot, of, it's so weird Lately, I've been thinking a lot of my childhood and just my upbringing. A lot of things are coming to head right now. And um, thinking back on certain situations that I thought were normal, mm-hmm. like my my dad taking me and my sister on a drive to this man's house 
this man with the ponytail would come out, give my dad crack. They'd do an exchange and then we'd go home or he would stop at the liquor store first, grab something to drink, come back in the car with me and my sister there down it, whatever he got, whatever bottle of vodka he got down it. Then we'd drive home little, little things like that. I think back on and I'm like, and I would tell my mom about it and she didn't do anything, you know? And I was just like, okay, I guess that's normal. I don't and it makes you kind of like horrified with your adult head to look back at it the child. Does, it, that's it does. having to deal with it. Yeah, it's, um, it does. I've, and I've been talking to my brother too a lot lately because his memory is crazy. He has some crazy memory and he remembers things, even though he's 10 years younger, he got a good chunk of it too. Um, he remembers things that I don't even remember. And he shared things with me that I haven't experienced, or maybe I did and I regressed it. I have some like crazy re- regressed memories or something. I'm not sure. But um, yeah, it's our childhood wasn't normal at all which sucks. But is anyone's childhood normal? I don't know. I know. I think part of um, one of the reasons we all have so much trauma is because before there was Facebook and MySpace and all the other ways we would lie to each other about how good our lives were. They had all these sitcoms and TV shows about these perfect families that we were all comparing our families to. So everything else that didn't fit in that perfect family became embarrassing and stuff we were shameful of. So we didn't bring it up at school to our friends. And, you know, certain things that were said, it was almost like a fear that you didn't want, like, someone to come inside your house, you know, like, and take away, like, you know, like my parents, it's like that fine line between my generation and probably yours is I was scared because my mom would be like, do it again. And I'm going to call the detention center. Whereas like you guys, <laughs> by the time you came, you were like, mom, raise a hand to me and I'm going to call DCF or DHF right. or whatever, yeah. you know, it's called, you know, uh, department of family services. And it's like, uh, yeah, there became a thing that people weren't allowed to parent their kids anymore. Yeah. That's so funny. And it's like yours, maybe you actually needed somebody to, you needed to say something, but we were all kind of embarrassed. Like about being like, is this normal that my dad's doing crack? Because I told my mom and she's not seeming like it's anything. Yeah. And there'd be so many nights where he would just be on a rampage, just like tearing shit up in the house, yelling at my mom, just the worst words, you know? And we wake up the next morning, little sleep that we got and no one talked about it. It was, a, it was like nothing happened. And my mom would never talk to anything about our life. She'd never talk to my grandma about it, her siblings. She always put on this facade that, oh, everything's okay. And so then and you guys do too as children. Exactly. Yeah. We did the same thing. And I never talked about it at school. Just like you said, I was, I was shy about it. I was a super shy kid. I'm still super shy. Um but yeah, I never, never brought it up. As far as my cohorts, is that the right term? Cohort? Yeah. <laughs> as far as they were concerned, um, my life was normal, you know? 
nothing was bad at home. And I never really had anyone over because Jeff, yeah. You're like what a nightmare for anyone to find out like behind it's them. Terrible. But it is, yeah. that's the Stockholm syndrome or something with the like, the narcissistic abuse specifically is like something they do so cleverly, the narcissist, where they are like literally stabbing you and injuring you, but they have you convinced that they're the only one that can take away the pain. Yeah. And I think that's what my mom is dealing with. I, I cut him off completely out of my life um, before we got married. Cause he, he's, there was like, I can think of one time in my life where he was sober for like 10 years, 10, 11 years straight. And even then, I don't even know. He found like another thing to keep him occupied. Like he got obsessed with bodybuilding and trying to look good and making sure people always told him that Lee, he looked good, you know, just building on his narcissist mentality. And then my mom got sucked into it. So they, they were doing that for a while while I was just off at school. But um, I don't know if I actually ever knew who my dad was or my mom, like who they are as people. And before we got married, um, he was sober, but things were kind of rocky and he started drinking again. And he went on this thing of like, oh, I think I'm gay, you know, and it was just more trying to just bring attention to him. And I'm like, this is my time. I, this, I'm like getting married, you know. Why are you going to do this now? This isn't right. You've always done this shit. And I just said, I wrote him something, said, good luck. I love you. I forgive you. But I can't have you in my life. You are just negative energy vampire. I just can't deal with you. It's like, really? Can you come out with a bigger? Can you come out of the closet in a week, bitch? It's crazy. Like, and he, if and this he is real like, and we've all been living this friggin' facade for however many decades, can you keep it in, keep it in your, to yourself until I walk down the aisle, asshole? Oh my God. <laughs> like this hey, is something. Tootsie, can you wait a minute? <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> no, you didn't. <laughs> all right, so Will good. and Grace, I'm trying to get married. <laughs> Just kidding. Sorry, it's, it's so your dad. Good. No, <laughs> no. It's all good. I love it. I love it. You can't have fun. You can't joke about shit. What's the point, right? Um, yeah, it was just, it was so weird, Cheney. I was just, I cut him out. And um, is it hard for Buffalo to sit and be supportive during this time? Because he probably, I just imagine, like, if I'm with you, I'm like, cut this guy off. I'm done with this guy. I can't watch you get hurt again by this guy. I'm so done. But at the same time, I can't tell you to cut your dad off. And so like to have to sit and watch this, was he like really good about just being supportive and letting you work through it? And he was like, he'd give me his two cents and you know, he would, it was good because he, even though he was a part of my life for so long, he still gives me an outside perspective because he didn't grow up with me. He didn't know my childhood, what it was like. So I've always gotten that outside perspective from him on these situations. And he was very supportive and understanding and um, also raging that he wanted to cut that guy's dick off. He was so mad, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's what, it's like it's such a hard place to be when somebody's 
when you're protective of your partner, but it's also their family member. Yeah. It's such like a frustrating, uh, and how many times that you have to bite your tongue while you're in a room with that person until the cutoff actually happens where it's like, you want to just constantly always stick up for your spouse, but sometimes you have to like leave the room to allow your spouse to stick up for themselves. And it's like that fine line, especially when you're in it for a really long time like that where, you know, he grew up with you. Exactly. Yeah. He was very supportive with the whole thing, but, um, yeah, he didn't go to the wedding. I was like, you can't be there. You're gone. You're out of my life. Um, my mom, she, she was good for a little bit. You know, she tried to live her life without him (laughs) and it's, I don't think she can live without him. Honestly, there's, they got some weird relationship that they just, they can't be without each other. Um, She's addicted to him and he's addicted to everything else. There you go. That's it. That's it. Yeah. And they were, they were broken off for a little bit. And I was like, oh, finally my mom gets to actually explore what she wants. She can find out who she is as a person, what she likes and she did that for a little bit and I was kind of encouraging her and like pushing her. We would do certain things together just to, you know, I was trying to help. And um, I don't know how this guy came back into her, how, back into her life, but he ended up lying about having cancer. She got wind of it. They started talking again, you know, and Dude, they this never... is like a normal next thing that abusive <laughs> men do, by the way. It's like that one time the girl goes where really, you know, don't go back there. You might die next time you go back. A dude will pull some. Oh, I have cancer. Oh, I have leukemia. Oh, I only have it. Like this next level, like get you back in. I This is like the third fucked time up. I've heard this. Yeah, it's fucked up. And I didn't fall for it and you it's know, not I just would... dudes i said that just then it's narcissistic <laughs> succubus women too it's like sure. any of these abusive relationships that it's like this like constant i don't know and it sucks when there's kids involved oh yeah yeah he he um yeah he lied about that and somehow they kept talking on and off and i would always tell my mom i'm like don't i don't want to hear about him you know just keep it to yourself he's out of my life. Like stop talking about him. And it took her forever to realize that I don't want to hear anything, but she got it eventually. Long story short, he is now back at home with her slowly dying of dementia. Apparently that's his new disease, which I guess is real. I don't know. Um, and they're just, unfortunately my younger brother had to move back home for a little bit to kind of save up so he can get out. And I really feel for him because that environment is just so negative. We were talking earlier before we got on, we jumped on and he's just like, I, I don't know how to describe it. It's just the, the energy in this house is so low and is so negative. And I see them falling into their old patterns. And with uh, my old man having dementia, my mom is starting to just snap over little things like get more aggressive and angry which is like very unlike her um i'm like god that guy is 
he's a fucking demon like just energy and vampire and i told my brother i'm like you need to meditate you need to put up this force field of love of positive energy around you constantly when you're in that house even when you're outside of that house and you need to be putting positive energy and love out even towards mom and dad just keep doing that don't let them suck you in to that planning on moving up toward you guys eventually he likes arizona Okay. So I think he might head to Arizona, but I'd love for him to come up to Idaho. I love my younger brother. We we're very close and I I don't want to say I practically raised him, but <laughs> I took care of him a lot when he was a baby. And I Ten was 10 years younger, school. you practically raised him, I imagine. Like that's yeah. a lot of that's a significantly different age, especially if you were hands-on in a kind of abusive household or, you know, you said the bodybuilding thing too. It's interesting because you say crack and alcohol and everyone are, they all put a picture in their head of a certain type of person. And then you can say all these drug things or addiction, addictive personalities with your parents and everybody puts this certain type of person in their head. But this uh, bodybuilder type person um, is huge, especially in Southern California or South Florida. You'll get into certain parts of the country that's even a lot bigger. It's totally an addictive personality. They're yes. on so many drugs, a crazy amount of human growth hormones. It doesn't matter if they're a lady or a man. Testosterone and those kind of things make you super aggressive and really angry. And um, they are addicted to the gym. They're addicted to the highs. They have these weird kind of cliques of people they hang out with. And yes. I also think you know it it also see i don't know what came first the chicken or the egg but i know a lot of guys that work out for so long i feel like are you like they i mean they must be gay not everyone that works out like that but they like they must be gay first they didn't work out so much that they're like wow look how sexy i am i need to bone yeah. this i need to find something <laughs> that looks like me um I imagine it was just like an overcompensation of like masculinity, 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 masculinity. I have to be masculine. But I just yeah. think it's so crazy when, I mean, people can come out at any time, but it, and now your dad's not gay. I don't know, Cheney. I think, <laughs> I think he always, I think honestly, he always, he might've been. And I don't want to say to his defense, his childhood was pretty fucked up. Oh, yeah. From nice. what he from what he's said, it's hard for me to believe anything now that's come out of his mouth. But um he's he's was like molested and raped by his his siblings and just any, any of the disgusting things you can imagine. He As, had a terrible childhood. He was yeah. dirt poor. I I have a few, I know people that will ad, are self-admitted narcissists from abuse. Oh, wow. Where they, they believe it's the way they protected themselves over all the, like they didn't have any of it. Like they didn't really believe any of it. They didn't have any of the security or the um, even just self-awareness or self anything. So it's almost like they created a character that they believed in so much and put on such a pedestal and treated like such a hero to keep them safe from this like battered, broken loser that no one would listen to or all the rhetoric that was told to them. 
um, that they created like this, you know, Lex Luthor, this yeah. perfect supervillain. I mean, they don't mean it to be a supervillain because a lot of the times they're like, look at all the good stuff I did. Look at, I'm a philanthropist. Um, like, sure. but. Yeah, like he was, uh, he was really good at high school football. After that, he got into boxing, amateur boxing, and he was very good. Like he, he probably could have gone far as a boxer. That could be traumatic brain injury too. Same, yeah, exactly. And that, that didn't last long. I think that was only for a few years and. I don't know what happened. I don't know the full story, but um time to make not to sit here and be like make all these excuses for your dad. Your yeah. gay dad. No. I'm just <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. I'm totally just kidding. I, I, totally hope, my, just kidding. <laughs> I hope my family doesn't hear well, whatever. Who gives a shit? <laughs> <laughs> no, that's what I'm, we want. I'm gonna to send this to them. This time. <laughs> I'm gonna play this for all yeah. of them on the big screen at the next at our, when we redo our vows and there's 250 people at our next small wedding. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> at our next small wedding. <laughs> so oh, you guys are kind of high school sweethearts. You're hanging out all the time. Blah blah blah. Are you always like truthers together? Are you just like looking up zeitgeist movies and like doing <laughs> drugs? Like what how are you how are you guys hanging out together? normally yeah are you uh, like expand when did when did you become woke or were you guys always kind of a woke couple I think, and i say it to you kind of a journey together because i guess so much of your yeah. journey has been together yeah it has um i would say buffalo was more awake than i was and he was more willing to explore different things than i was i was very um i don't want to i was like straight edge in high school for a little bit but <laughs> I was very by the book and following the trends and not really finding myself and what I like. I just went with the group. That was me. And so for me, what triggered my change in thinking was mushrooms that totally opened my mind and eyes to a whole new reality. Um, but other than that, and he, he would, of course, he would talk to me about certain things, what he was looking into and share with me um, his time in the occult when he got into that in high school and Buddhism and all the knowledge that he knows. He's always shared that with me. Um, but yeah, he was more awake than I was. And then we both did mushrooms and then we just like launched into this whole mentality of we need to get out of this system. We need to be more self-sustaining. Yeah, so that's kind of how I I woke up anyway. But I was always a follower, always. <laughs> In the conspiracy world, what was kind of the first big like that you were watching, not looked up later, but as you were watching it, you were like, this isn't real or this isn't right. Or what was your first like, aha? <laughs> Let's see, maybe Hollywood and the movies that were coming out and how nothing was original anymore. So I looked into that more and then that got me into, you know, the whole pedo stuff and what Hollywood really is and the control factor. And um, then the whole nine 11 thing also was, was a big thing that I've, Oh, that's always been in the back of my mind. Um, when it went down, of course, I was always like, Oh God, terrorist, you know? And then, 
as time passed and documentaries came out and people would be like, oh, you know, that's an inside job, right? I would look into it a little bit more and that, yeah, that triggered it too. So 9-11 and Hollywood, fake you, Hollywood. I heard you say God earlier, like knowing Buffalo and like meeting him there makes you believe that there's a God. Do you? There's so Yeah. yeah. No, I think I knew what you were going with. <laughs> Are you going to say, are there any other instances where? Yeah, or just if your connection to source, do you guys, you share that in common as well? Of course. Yeah. And do you have a route that you have to use? Are you guys like Buddhist or Christian or agnostic or? We don't really, I guess we don't really put a label on it. We're not really Christian. Um, we just, we know God exists. And for me, my connection to source, to God, to the creator is through nature. Um, just the things I've seen, getting to watch a baby hummingbird grow, getting <laughs> getting to watch little burrowing owls pop out of their burrows, you know, um, nature, meditation, and the love that I have with Buffalo are probably the main drivers. It's there's, of cute. course, other synchronicities, you know, there's little things like that. But um, do yeah. you feel magic? I do. I do feel magic. Do you Magic's guys ever real. practice magic? We haven't. I mean, we haven't together. We did do a little. Um, like cleansing ceremony last week for the house. We kind of wanted to just bless this house for the next, whoever the next owners are going to be. And we put out some good intentions for them, for the house. Um, we lit some sage, you know, lit a candle. Um, there's a, <laughs> there's a little thing we did. Um, I don't know if you've ever heard of it. You get an egg. It might, it might, it's like a Hispanic culture thing you take an egg and you just rub it all over your body or say you have like a, something's wrong with your arm, your arm's sore, you have a pain, you, you put the egg there, you rub it on there. And that's supposed to take out the negative energy, the ailments, whatever is um, bothering you. You go crack the egg. And if sometimes there's like dark spots, sometimes you find like a blood spot or two and you know, okay, the negative energy is gone. Um, we did that little ritual, but <laughs> as like weird that. as that sounds, but yeah. No, I believe in all that kind of stuff. Um, it seems like every part of the world has their own little techniques, rituals. Um, I think all of that stuff matters. I think intentions and energy and the more people play with it and aren't scared of it and know that it's divine through them. I think it's really special. I think there's like certain parts that people that usually are religiously leaning and they know all the stuff out of the book and have all the faith in their heart. I'm like, you know, you can start playing with magic now. Like it's okay. It's not of the devil. Like we're allowed to do all this stuff. Yeah. Like as long as your intentions are pure and your heart's pure. And to me, I just think the lighter the magic means you're doing it for the whole. And the darker the magic means you're doing it solely just for you and you don't care about anyone else. So it's just like what that's where I even think the secret was almost like that same 
idiot that does the uh, Nexium cult, um, <laughs> the guy who does the secret, uh, that was yeah. really just teaching a whole generation of people how to do black magic and no repercussions of asking for only material shit back without doing anything extra to like, you know, cleanse or give or anything. And it was just like manifestations real and all this thing's doing is teaching you how to have a nicer car. Yeah. Like it just is like such dark magic. (laughs) It's so boring. Yeah. Like why don't we all put our magic together and get rid of cars? How about that? Like, can we just all put our magic together and try to fly instead of get Ferraris? Can we like, Oh yeah. Bigger here. (laughs) (laughs) I agree. Yeah. I think in, like you said, intention, having good intention behind it is always key. And for me, I did grow up Christian and the thought of magic and tarot card readings and astrology was like frowned upon. It's the devil, you know? So it's, it's so weird. I have just a tiny part of me in the back of my head's always like, Oh, that's evil, you know? But yeah, (laughs) I'm like, I understand now it's your intention and if you put love behind it and goodness and you're you're doing it not for selfish reasons but for the whole um well look how many people carry a cross for christ that are touching kids so you know i don't think like i i think that's kind of where we have it so wrong is the uniform and what they're it's like burn the witches at the stake and we'll put like we'll give all the priest churches and they will never have to pay taxes again and can touch kids and it's fine burn the witch like it's just a very weird world we're living wizards for that matter too it's not a witch wizard i men can be witches too you guys this is not sexist (laughs) And now on to my, um, to the important question, my next fuck, Mary kill. No, I'm just kidding. Oh my God. <laughs> Wait, hold on. Hold on. I know I should, uh, I know. I wish I could think one off the top of my head with, um, okay, here's a weird question about men of celebrity men. Who do you think looks like they smell the best? Oh my gosh. Ryan Gosling. What does he look like? He smells like. <laughs> I don't know why the first thing that came to my mind I don't even like that smell Axe body spray <laughs> <laughs> you were like he looks like he smells like Axe you know the smell yeah. of Axe body spray it's like when that first residual whatever is in the can all I smell <laughs> is the aerosol that's yes. all I can smell from Axe body <laughs> spray and it gives me like a heaves feeling of like oh my god ugh. I hate it okay yeah. maybe Maybe Abercrombie and Fitch or like Hollister. If you're, I don't know if you have, there's a store that, um, yeah, I know. I, I, yeah, okay. I, well, yeah. Abercrombie is everywhere, but Hollister, I don't know if that's everywhere. Maybe. I know what that I, is too. Still around. Yeah. It's like you a go, surfer Abercrombie. Yeah. You like go into that store and all you smell is their fucking perfume. It's just, or cologne. It's just everywhere. They're pumping it out. So in that Ryan store. Gosling smells like Abercrombie and Fitch, and you're like, yum, yum, yum. I guess. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I need to think about that one. I know it's a weird one. I I I have the answer. That's the only reason I asked the question. The what best smelling male celebrity, I think, is Puff Daddy. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's Sean P. Diddy Combs is the oh smoothest, God. best smelling celebrity. I think no matter where you smell him. 
it probably smells really good. Like high thread count. <laughs> Smooth like cocoa baby butter. Oil. Yeah. Baby. Okay. Johnson and Johnson. So clean. Like so <laughs> clean. Like he looks like your royal penis is clean, your highness. <laughs> oh my god i don't know that's really just a thought i had once is that here okay who is the sexiest ugliest celebrity examples of sexy ugly would be billy bob thornton oh my god right maybe prince uh see it's like everybody has their own version of a sexy ugly where you're just like i don't know what it is about that person nothing about them is attractive but i kind of find them sexy oh my god do you have any celebrity that you think is sexy ugly right now legs Uh, okay off the top of my head the first person that came to mind was um malkovich John john malkovich john malkovich something about him sexy his attitude, I think. His right. uh, just the role in his the movies that he's been in. Um, <laughs> Burn after reading. He's just like, I don't know if you've seen Burn after reading. That's what I'm going to call um, this episode. Burn after, <laughs> please. <laughs> I'm going to call Burn this shit. Kill. Because <laughs> I've Burn never it. Been asked this before on the podcast, and it's so, so good to you. I fucking love it. Um, yeah, it's, it's in that movie. He's just like some pissed off fucking I'm on a revenge type role. I don't know. Is, is uh, Brad Pitt in that? He is. And he plays yeah. like a workout guy. Yeah. He plays like your dad at the gym. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck. I just, sorry, <laughs> this is so shitty. You're Can't like, what an care. asshole. No. <laughs> Don't have me on and talk about I'm my gonna, dad the whole time. This is going to end and I'm just going to go cry. I to know. I'm like, what a jerk. You. And you're gonna like, now I have to call her and tell her not to air that episode. <laughs> no, please air this. This is good stuff. This is all good. <laughs> I know. And I'm going to, I'm totally going to have Buffalo on. Then one day I'm going to have to have you guys on together too. Yeah. And you can ask us those same questions. All and I'll be like, huh, so I wanna know, uh, fuck Mary Kill, Lori Lightfoot. (laughs) Oh yeah. Anyways, um, before I get you all out of here, and I know your show, you always um you do try to tell people you're not just blackpilling people and then leaving them with like, here's a whole bunch of hopeless info, you guys. Have a great week you actually have plans. You, like, you, you guys do want a homestead and you do have like little solutions and big solutions or even how you're like, I just don't want to piss on anyone anymore. I just am trying to love people. Um, do you have any um, good advice you want to leave with my audience? Hmm. Always, uh, always play. It's important to keep your childlike like have childlike behavior, I guess, you know, run around, jump on the shopping cart, go down the parking lot, you know, um, remember those, do those moments and remember them. Always laugh. Laughing is key. Don't take things so seriously in this life because tomorrow's never promised. Um, yeah. And it's never too late to grow your own food. 
No. Never too late. That's perfect. Do you have anything that just makes you laugh all the time if you think about it? (laughs) (laughs) Do you have like something stupid? Do you have a stupid joke or a stupid... Or it's the thing that you just (laughs) thought of. You're like, I can never say this. Yeah, I did think of something. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. Buffalo and I like do these little weird noises that um we that will pretend that's how our dog sounds like you know mm-hmm. <laughs> and um i don't know we'll just be like uh excuse me just like do do like things without moving our mouth just try and talk without moving our mouth like this you know and your dog <laughs> just, look nervous all the time my dog is a very nervous dog <laughs> <laughs> she's so nervous yeah she's she's a crazy character but um Little little things like stupid shit, stupid shit like that makes me laugh. I I um, it's not, honestly it's not hard to make me laugh. I just love laughing. I do too. <laughs> I like pretty much the sillier the better, and um, yeah, anyone that'll just play along or not take it too seriously, and not that I'm not trying to be serious. Sometimes, uh, there's all the room for it, but then. I think I'm good at when tensions get too high at like releasing some of that with laughter sometimes. For sure. But I think it's, that's probably from my trauma of growing up in my household. (laughs) (laughs) I think that's what we always did. I think it was like when times get tough, we got silly. (laughs) I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Did you have a gay dad? Um, I don't think so. (laughs) Not that you know of. <laughs> Not that I know of, but, you know, there was, you know, my parents did like to hang out in the Keys a lot. They did go to clothing and optional resorts all the time. My parents grew up nudists. Um, I think my grandmother on my, uh, my mom's grandmother, I think she thought my father was gay and couldn't have children or one of the two. That's She's like, there is no way a man would get with a woman with a child because she already had my sister. <laughs> so my grandparents just couldn't believe like, he's too good looking. Something's amiss here. Oh man. So, That's hilarious. Who knows? Maybe. He couldn't dance though and he couldn't really dress. Hmm. I mean, not to be sexist, but I'm trying to think any, <laughs> and he didn't have like a quippy, like sense of humor, like honey. Sure. <laughs> so, <For sure. laughs> I don't know, but my mom's quite the, she seems like the perfect fag hag. Like she's really loud <laughs> and like totally tons of makeup and like she would probably wear a boa oh, nice. on her if yeah. she went on a, like to a fancy. So who knows? sure but probably not right not <laughs> my if my siblings ever hear this they're gonna be like cheney dad was a gay yeah <laughs> what are you saying everyone's not gay cheney just because you're gay <laughs> you made legs his dad gay just yeah. the time he, she was having the conversation god <laughs> how dare you <laughs> I know that, well or the episode could be called my gay dad no, no it's <laughs> just kidding. kind of weird. <laughs> I won't do that. I won't do that to you. Okay. <laughs> Tell everyone where to find false reality check. I can't believe I, I do think you got me at a weird time of the night too. That being Why? said, Why? I don't know. I just feel like I'm a little silly right now. It's like, good. <laughs> yeah. You're not normally this silly. I mean, I know there's episodes where you're like, 
you're just raging. But um, I know. You, know, you still have I feel really light with you right now, which good. is, I guess, really good. And yeah. I feel the same. Okay. I good. was so, most of the time I get a little nervous going into interviews, even when I have Buffalo by my side. And for the first time, I it felt like talking to a friend. Oh, like, good. Not to say the other people we've talked to weren't friends. Yes, I felt that way. But I always get nervous doing things like this. So this has been this has been fun. Perfect. <laughs> Thank you. And, um, you'll totally have to come hang out when we do whatever the lady conspiracy thing is. You'll totally have okay. to do that, too. I don't know how it'll... We want to do, I have something kind of that I'm working on with my coven that's really stupid and conspiratorial called Conspiracy Slumber Party, where we want it oh. to be like, all right, come in, fuck, Mary, kill. Would you ever strap that guy? Like stuff that you'd only <laughs> talk about in a slumber party, but it be conspiratorial because we also really want to ask like moms questions. There's so much about like homeschooling and birth control and things that ladies just need to talk about in the conspiracy realm. Please, um, birth control so much right i need to know about that every kind of birth control is bad for I, vaccines uh, yeah i, I yeah. You're like, <laughs> there's gotta be a method cheney you gotta there has to be cheney please <laughs> <laughs> well there's so much other fun stuff you can do <laughs> I'll tell Buffalo about that when he's on the show. Fine. All right. You're like, oh, this is the worst. This is the worst way to end it. No, not even. Not even. Well, yeah. So we're totally going to have to hang out. This is the beginning of a beautiful friendship. But, well, it's kind of like already started because I've been on your yes. show. And we've um, text a little bit. So Yeah. And you can call me whenever you want. I'll pick up. Okay. Unless I'm on the toilet, then I probably will text that you and be, be weird. I'm on the toilet. Yeah. Oh, you'll even be like, I'm in the bathroom, right? It'll be like, I'm on the toilet. You probably. tell people that? Um. Yeah, I do. I'm pretty, pretty honest. <laughs> I tell people I don't shit. <laughs> what? I'm like, I don't even possible? shit. I'm like, because I'm 6D. Wait till you guys get here and you'll understand. <laughs> Do you fart? Are you guys trying to level up or are you leveling up? <laughs> With shitting? <laughs> I don't shit. I don't. Um, that's so human. That's so 3D. That's so like earth Shut game. Up. Do you really not shit? You're joking. <laughs> no, I'm totally <laughs> <laughs> Like, why are you alive right now? <laughs> I'm a god king, like, like Xerxes from 300. <laughs> I don't believe. I, I believe it. <laughs> believe it. <laughs> oh no and on that note that's a perfect way to end no i'm just yes. kidding. okay tell everyone where to find you for real okay um let's see we have a website falserealitycheck.com uh you can listen to us on spotify apple podcast all the usual platforms our rss feed is on our website if you want to go about it that way um what else oh we're on rockfin um rockfin.com slash false reality check uh, we upload all our stuff there. Usually the videos, the video recordings will upload first and early if you're a premium member. And then eventually, we'll, like a few days later, we'll do the audio. But the audio will always be free to everyone. The video is on Rockfin. YouTube, we did YouTube for a little bit, but it we don't like YouTube. So 
we just decided to put all our video on Rockfin. Um, and I think that's it. We have, oh, we have, well, we started a live show on Sundays, 2 p.m. Pacific on Rockfin. Oh, that's fun. Yeah, we called People it. Like we call a live it, show. Yeah, we call it Sunday Wind Down. It's kind of just, uh, we don't like to bring up COVID or any of the, like, news going on we try to keep it light try to get everyone's week started off on a good foot um with some positive stories or just sharing oh uh, we do creative projects once a week so we share those um just i don't know just keeping That's it fun good. instead of just do, here let's talk about covid and joe biden again hey you guys let's talk about how stupid chicago is again hey you guys let's talk it's like we're all doing that it, it, it is good tiring yeah and and it's really important that i think the podcasters your your guys's podcast is definitely one of the ones that i call them like you're holding a line like you have an audience that tunes in they need to hear you guys you know, like in whatever of their week, you help them almost tune out of this kind of uh, rhetoric that we're on and yeah. they don't feel hopeless. Exactly. And we just try to keep it light and keep it fun. That's all. You remind people God's there. <laughs> we are. It is. We it's the Fibonacci. Are. It's hey. like how you guys remind each other and then from your guys' love, it grows out. I love that. Yeah, it's perfect. All right. Well, thank you so much. Uh, look, I almost totally called you your real name. Ooh, you did say it. In here? You did. No way. You did. But I kept rolling with it. You have to totally tell me and I'm going to have You're going to have to find it. Yes. You have to tell me where it's at. So I. It was at the this. beginning. It was at the beginning. Somewhere. Oh, before we started recording? Uh, I'm not too sure about that. I think it was recording. Maybe. I don't know. I know. Now I'm... Oh, shit. shit. <laughs> I thought I did so good. And that was the only time I was going to say it. Uh, I'm going to make... I'm going to have to re-listen to the whole entire thing. But I'm oh, not shit. even going to notice. It was in the beginning. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, I know it was somewhere there. Yeah. Okay, so legs, false reality check. Thanks for coming on. If you guys heard any names in here, disregard them. <laughs> it's not her real name. It... <laughs> yes. Jenny from the block. That's what you guys can know her from. <laughs> okay. There you go. Perfect. Thank you for coming. Thank you, Chaney. This has been fun. Okay. Bye bye. So she has been Chaney, and now she's off to smoke a blunt. See you next Tuesday, you fucking cunts. <laughs> <laughs>